What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bros and Consoles podcast, episode 52 on December 1st. We're in the last month of the year, Michael. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you going with that, but yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're almost there. It's almost going to be it's gonna be 2020 in 31 days, if that's how math works. Oh, Jesus. Can I'm you gonna, believe it? No, I really can't. Man. still feels like it's 1995 or something. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's, maybe not that far that's back. That's way far like back. Like 2000-something. <laughs> not 2020. Well, so you're right about that. It is 2000-something. It is 2000-something. 19 into the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, to my right over here, Michael Ponorero, Sonic's number one fan. Mm-hmm. And I am the Trophy Titan, Nathan Choquette. And you guys are listening to the Bros and Consoles podcast coming to you each and every weekend talking about the video games we love and why we love them and all the news things when they happen. But surprise, surprise, no news things the week after or the weekend after Thanksgiving. (laughs) That might be a first that we don't have any news. Did we not have any at all for the Thanksgiving episode last year? I that was like episode like what two or three? Yeah, I want to say like three. Maybe. I don't even remember. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> for, the, for the large majority of these things, my my brain like flushes yep. out what happens. I agree. So I just kind of like we we record, and then I've I've forgotten things that we said for the past like several weeks. Yes, and probably even longer. Yep, I but just forgot what I just said like five minutes ago. <laughs> That sounds like a more immediate problem that should be addressed sometime. Um, But yeah, how you been doing, Michael? Oh, good. Been good. Thanksgiving was obviously last Thursday, Mm -hmm. and we spent it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, like, we did? But yeah, it's true. No, 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 I don't think we did. (laughs) (laughs) We went over to um, my, was it, uh, wife's aunt and uncle's place, had some some food over there, Mm -hmm. uh, made lamb. That was very good. Good stuff. I like I like making lamb for these like different holidays and stuff. I think I'm starting to like lamb more than turkey, actually. I feel like turkey is a very not personally overrated, but I think a lot mm. of people think it's overrated. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. like it as much as you would think. Yeah, yeah. And I I think what I'm starting to realize is is that all these holiday foods, and I say all as in like very specific ones that I'm thinking of, such as turkey. And I even want to say ham. Oh, I feel gross. like I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't like ham, but like I, I like both of those things. But like the the more time that passes, the more I kind of realize that like, hmm, you know, sometimes I could just go for like a, a steak or like a yeah. lamb or something. Good you know? old steak, yeah. Yeah, not the whole lamb, just just like a leg, of course. But oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and no no baby lamb stuff. No, that's that's actually are the. I don't even I know. think lamb is the lamb leg. Is it a baby lamb's leg? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't mm, know. And it hurts to say that that we have uh, my parents have like a Christmas spaghetti that we do. Yeah, and they put veal in it. Christmas spaghetti. Talk to me more about this. It's Christmas homemade spaghetti. noodles, a homemade sauce, and stuff. Okay, okay, been doing it for a while. They do like red and green sprinkled cheese or something. <laughs> red and no, it's it's <laughs> Christmas. It's just Christmas because we make it on Christmas. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but they put veal in it. And oh, veal is veal's baby lamb, right? Baby cow. A baby cow. Ah. And it's the, like, other, oh, the other kind of meat. You're very good, but I don't I don't know how I feel. I'm still <laughs> gonna eat you though. <laughs> I'm still gonna eat it because it's on my plate and it's delicious. I don't think I've ever had veal. It's not bad. Oh, okay, okay. Would you say that you like veal more than steak? No. no oh, okay. Not okay. at all. Okay. So then that's the case that I probably don't ever need to try veal. Yeah. Unless you're at like a fancy restaurant and they have veal. Yeah. Or unless I suddenly want to eat baby lamb. 
We said lamb. Baby cow. Uh, cow. That's what I meant. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> right, going. We're going to get this back on track. Uh, Bros and Consoles Podcast, segment one, Michael. What do you play? Oh, man. Uh, one, two, three games. Oh, nice, nice. Um, first one, I don't really need to talk more about it. Oh, well, a little bit. Pokemon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first, my sister in a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You did a Poke Battle. As we the did. Kids we call did it. three. Mm-hmm. And I came out on top 2-1. Okay, okay. Now, first one we did, and I'll explain <laughs> this. Michael has to explain because now, I, I've heard the whole story already. There's spoil. It's not really spoilers, I'm, and you haven't gotten to the point. But at the end of the game, mm-hmm. there's a Pokemon, like the strongest Pokemon you get. Yeah, or it's the legendary them. for it, your specific game. Right? It's, it's not, not the two dogs. Oh, not the dogs. There's another thing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. going to spoil as little as I can. You get that somehow, and... You can use it in battle and stuff after you got it and stuff and post-game and stuff. Of course, yeah. But um, when you're looking at its stats, its stats minus the two legendary dogs, it's the highest stats in the game. Okay. So yeah. just base level stats. Mm-hmm. So I compared it, um, my level 72 Cario, mm-hmm. and then I have uh, level 60 of this legendary Pokemon. Yeah. And the level 60 Pokemon is still higher in all categories than my level <laughs> 72 Lucario by yeah. about 50. Okay, okay. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's real high. Mm-hmm. So me and my sister were battling the first time. We were about even. Um, I had the slight advantage, but she pulled out this Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is not going to be fun <laughs> because it also has a move called the Dynamax Cannon. Oh, okay, okay. And you know what Dynamax, you can yeah, then... Yeah, so when you Dynamax in this new Pokemon game, your Pokemon becomes like a gigantic version of itself. Yeah, so basically this move mm-hmm. is just that power shot in like a beam. Oh, okay, it's like a hyper beam. Yeah, basically. Okay. And it just demolishes most things in its past uh, okay, path. okay, yeah. And she brought it out. It killed three of my Pokemon mm-hmm. consecutively, which each Pokemon was about roughly five to... 10 levels higher than that one. Okay. And then she beat me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she beat me, but she used a Pokemon that <laughs> uh, was a little... I, I used I used the, the reasoning that it's banned in competitive pay, play. Mm-hmm. But I, on, on, obviously, I don't play competitively. <laughs> but I was like, okay, this Pokemon's a little higher leveled. Not a little, but much higher stats than any Pokemon we have. So mm-hmm. you take it out. And then I won't bring any legendaries, and we'll just do our six Pokemon that we can do. Okay. And she's like, okay, we'll do that. Play it again. Still close. I beat her. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, we'll do it again. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it again. She changed up things. I think I kept the same. I maybe f- switched a Pokemon in and out or something. Um, Played again. Uh, again, it was kind of close, but I beat her again. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped. Okay. So <sighs> she, she did beat me. Yeah. But her one Pokemon <laughs> beat me that yeah. killed three of my Pokemon. But uh, we did that. That was fun. Um, I kind of I kind of want to battle more people just to see how yeah. I stack up against other people. Yeah. Now, do you feel do you feel like like it, it does it nag at you that that she beat you when she had like the Pokemon out that she wanted to use and stuff, or is it more so just like like oh no like I don't count that because that Pokemon is like very like powerful. It's it's more more that than than her beating me like the first reason. Oh okay okay gotcha because. It, I, I, I was 
because it's 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 i just find it funny that like when because when i heard the story from from your sister amanda um she 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 asked me like a, a question first about like what i what i felt about using legendary pokemon in battles and i was yeah. like oh it sounds fine to me yeah if you can catch it you can use it mm-hmm. right? that's what i that's what i think of because i'm not a competitive tournament player or things like that right. which is why i would never even like think of like oh no if it's if it's banned in competitive play i say no game yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then it was funny that she was asking that because because you had said like no no it's banned in competitive play that's not a it's not a real it's like michael you are the you were the most like anti-multiplayer I I, person it, i know it's that's, that's it, so unlike you it was just the fact that like if she would have beat me like with when we this the second or third time, I'd have been fine with that too. Mm-hmm. It's just that that Pokemon is just so high leveled, even though it's so low, and it has like yeah, and like there there is weaknesses to it, but none of my Pokemon's will do any real much damage to it because uh, it's so powerful. Yeah, that was my main reasoning. But we'll we'll probably battle again, and I'll probably let her use it again. And then if she demolishes me again within, like, okay, I guess you <laughs> can just is, use I that Pokemon whenever. <laughs> but uh, we play. I played that. Um, uh, then I jumped into Hollow Knight again. Oh, yeah. I keep going back to that because it's almost, real fun. Almost, almost beat it? I have no idea. God dang. Because um, it really doesn't. How many, how many masks have you found? Because <sighs> there's those three masks that you need to find to open up that oh. place, right? Never mind. One. Never mind. Like the dreamer people. Yeah, yeah. I think but. one. Okay, okay. I think I have one, but I'm still unlocking like new areas. Yeah. Of the yeah. map that I couldn't unlock before. Okay. Okay. Um. What the, the last thing I did? Oh, I got the um, the ability where you like charge up and then you can dash across the screen. Oh, I've been waiting for you to get that. Oh one. man, okay. it's so so convenient. Yeah, that's that's a cool that's a cool ability. Um. Uh. Let's see. There was one. I beat the dung beetle king guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He was pretty easy after i figured out what to do yeah um then there was one more uh, one more person i got stuck on uh, i can't remember what it was oh it was the uh the the, the, the three um locust lords oh okay, at okay. The bottom of is it, is it inside like almost like a greenhouse looking setting or something uh no it's it's like a locust territory like it's like a Okay, okay. Like a towerish thing, and at the bottom they have like there's three chairs. There's one in the middle and two on the right, and then oh, you can okay, challenge okay. them and you have to fight them one after another. Hmm. I finally beat that. Okay, and then a new area unlocked, and I'm continuing to that. But then I stopped. Yeah, gotcha. um, I'm I'm glad there's just there's still more I can do in this game, which is just oh yeah, there's a whole back. bunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, stop playing that, and then uh, for I guess Black Friday or whatever you want to call it, there was a deal on Starlink. Oh yeah, yeah. Battle for uh, Atlas. Mm-hmm. And the Toys to Life game. The Toys to Life game. Um, it was nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. On Amazon, and I would get the Fox's ship, uh, the Fox action figure thing, and then the main character action figure. Yeah. And then Star Fox from from the N sixty four. Yes, because this is a, a a bonus thing for the Switch game. Yeah. I got on the Switch, and then you would get the game itself. All that for ten bucks. I was like, or nine ninety nine because there's no sales tax yeah, here man. in Oregon, but uh. I was like, oh yeah, might as well. I haven't really heard too much about the game, but for nine ninety nine, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So I bought it, and I am pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah. Like, um, I thought I was going to be motion sickness playing it in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh man, this is going to be. I'm going to get sick moving the airplane and flying and stuff. But I haven't yet. It's very like the camera's stuck on the plane, and you're 
the planes moves, but you move with the plane. So it's not like you're moving everywhere and stuff. Yeah, it's like you're you're controlling the plane, and that turns the camera with the plane. And stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's um, I can't say it's like No Man's Sky because I've never played No Man's Sky. Oh, have you not? I, no. Oh, okay, and I okay. don't know how No Man's Sky is, but it's um, when you go, you can like go to planets, like you go through the atmosphere and you mm-hmm. fly in your spaceship starts to burn up and then you're you see the world you can fly around you can explore you can unlock uh um the animals there like uh you can scan them and you can scan the wildlife and then yeah it's super it's basically no man's sky from what i'm seeing oh i thought this was like more of a like ship battling game kind of thing it is like you're on the world and you're you're constantly in your ship yeah but um, you can't get out of your ship no you can't get out of your ship at least not yet for me um, but you're in your ship constantly and you can fight like the robots and the stuff on the ground. But when you're in your ship, you can scan the wildlife, you can scan the plants and stuff. You can collect the stuff. You can find things on the planet and then you can go back out into space, go to another planet or find a wreckage or go wherever you can do light speed to go to a further planet. It seems really detailed and big. A lot, yeah, yeah. A lot more detailed than I thought it'd be. Oh, nice. Um, and the bonus I think is the story is pretty good so far. The mm. characters are good. The cutscenes that I've seen are interesting. Yeah, they're yeah. not like anything that's like, oh my god, this is mind blowing. But yeah, it's, are they like pulling you into the story? It, slightly, or is it more yes. So just kind of the exploration aspect. It's the exploration is good, but the story is it's kind of pulling me in because it's it's kind of generic. Mm. Like there's no like. Um, is there some kind of evil? There's an evil guy and he's trying to gain this superpower, whatever. Oh, okay, okay. But the characters are likable from what I've seen so far. Okay, okay, but that's good at least. I'm probably going to play that more later tonight. And then so on unless I get another game or get another itch. <laughs> but, yeah, those 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 are the three games I've been playing this week. Ah, what about okay. you, though? Uh, so I played a little bit more of Pokemon Shield. Um, I have my second badge now. Oh. Two of eight down. Oh, Michael. nice. <laughs> I'm not going to finish this game before the end of the year. No, probably not. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I think this is the slowest I've ever played a Pokemon game in terms of getting, like, the different badges and things. Impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I think over 23 hours in. I'm just like, how is it? How have I not gotten more badges by this time? <laughs> yeah. It's it's mind-boggling right now. But yeah, I'm just kind of enjoying just going around catching Pokemon. Um, I think I think the last thing I did recently was get the second gym badge, and so now I can catch Pokemon up to level 30. Nice. And I'm like, yes. Now now I can now I have to go back to the wild area because there were some like dust skulls and things out in the wilds. I'm like, I couldn't catch you before. Yep. But now I can, and that means I can probably also get an Onyx. I'm like, oh, this is. Oh yeah, that big Onyx more. that's like right by the front gate. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, there's <laughs> just more things I need to go do now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I like I like the the slow burn of Pokemon. Right. It's nice so far. Um, and I was thinking about it too. Because um, I read I read a few things uh, about people talking about the newest Pokemon game and stuff as well. And I think one of the articles over on Polygon, I forget who it was by. It's, I think I was reading it like super late last night. Um, but they, they mentioned how they were kind of thinking about the, the newest game, like the Sword and Shield. And they were looking at the, like the, your rival. Um, oh, I saw this article. What's your, what's your rival's name? Uh, Hop. Hop, yeah. So his name is Hop. Um, and how like Hop is this like super happy-go-lucky kid and stuff, and obviously because it's it's a Pokemon game that like the goal is that you go through and you beat him each time. Yeah. And I would assume that if you don't beat him, the game doesn't advance. No, it doesn't. Right? Okay. So if that's the case, then I'm just like, okay, well, if you don't beat him, game doesn't advance. You have to you have to beat him, right? Each time. 
And so for that to happen, like each time you beat him, he's like, oh man, like you got me again, rival. Like, oh, and he's just, he's just so like happy and stuff. But like, um, slowly over time, the, I think the most recent one that came up was when he was like, okay, we both have two badges now. Now we should be, we should be on like more even footing and stuff. And we, we battle again. His Pokemon had gotten stronger, but I still had stronger Pokemon because I've been training like all of them. And so go through that battle. I beat him again. And he's like, oh, like, and this time he doesn't seem quite as like high spirited. He's kind of like, like we have the same number of gym badges, but why can't I win ever? And I was just like, oh man. Yeah. And and that kind of like, I was like, oh, it's a little bit like sad. And then when I read this article, it was talking about how, how like um, in the first game, right? The first generation of Pokemon, like blue, yellow, and red, um, you feel fine fighting your rival because your rival Gary is just a jerk. Yeah. And that, that's your rival's name and that thing. Um, so he's a jerk and he's just kind of like, he calls you names all the time and like you, 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 you dislike him if you're playing. Yeah. And so you, you want to beat him. You feel right? good when you beat him. Yeah. And then the, the article was talking about how, how it's kind of like the reverse now oh, where yeah. it's like where, where under the, the person in the article who was writing it said that, um, I think she or he was like in their thirties now and they're still playing like Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. But now you're the one who's beating up on this like happy go lucky trainer and stuff and i'm just like oh that sucks because now the person in the article was saying like i feel like i'm the the bad version on this like rivalry kind of thing the bad person there who's like slowly draining the life out of this (laughs) this young up-and-comer pokemon trainer (laughs) it's funny you say that because adam mentioned the last i think it was the last uh, pokemon games the uh um was the aloha yeah yeah sun and moon yeah Mm -hmm. um he said your rival is just like the nicest guy uh. ever. And you're the reason he didn't really, one of the reasons he didn't really like it too much is because he felt like the main character was a jerk. Yeah. Cause you're just constantly, your rival's like, so nice. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're just constantly beating this dude. I'm like, why am I playing as this guy? I don't want to keep like beating him <laughs> badly, but yeah, it's, it's, it get you, you, I think there was a point in the game when I was playing, you, you just feel bad. Like mm-hmm. a real like man. Yeah, like I'm just, already hitting that point. Can you just beat me? Can I just let you win and then like mm-hmm. we can move on? But no, yeah. it never happens. Like I'm, I'm kind of. I know it's not going to happen because it's just not the Pokemon way. You know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hoping that eventually when we get like another Pokemon um, game and stuff, that the I don't know the the leveling system is more, I don't know, more more balanced in a way where like the even if you are training up your Pokemon, it's I would assume that your rival and stuff, right, has spent the same amount of time training up their Pokemon as mm. well. And so when you go and face them, maybe they're more evenly matched, yeah. right? And it would be nice if you were to lose, then it's not a, you know, it's not like a, a game over, reload the last save kind of thing. It's like you can just continue on and keep going, right? Because right? that would be nice. It's like if 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 it's more like trading back and forth, where maybe there's even places where you're meant to lose to your rival, and it's it's like impossible to like beat him because he's trained mm-hmm. his things up so much higher, and you're just like, whoa, my my Pokemon. <laughs> I felt pretty good going in. My Pokemon were all like level thirty something, and I come up, and yours just are all like forty five. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> I can't do this one. But you're meant to not like win. So. Yeah, there there is dialogue though throughout the game where it looks like mm-hmm. he asked you to battle him and i and there you can say yes and then there's i think there was another one that said or multiple times where you can say no not now or 
Yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. So I don't know if like choosing Matt will like avoid battling him. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought just from reading the story and I could be wrong about it, but it seemed like even if you chose that option of like, nah, I don't want to do that right now kind of thing. It seemed like you probably ended up battling it anyways, mm. or you just like, ah, oh, come on, let's do it. And then they jump into the battle kind of thing. Right. But I'm just like, yeah, man, I just kind of, I kind of just want the, the rivals to, to win when they're not jerks. You know? Yes. <laughs> which is, which is a weird kind of thing. It's like, oh, how far we've come Pokemon. You know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, I still, I'm still enjoying the game, which is good. Um, and then I played a little bit more of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Um, I think only like a few more hours of that so far. I was on like a Star Wars um, universe kind of like hype train and stuff for a little while because um, I think I mentioned this somewhere, but um, the clinic I'm, at, I'm working at was playing like a Star Wars marathon. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to go and actually play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and everything now. Um, and then I think I... I completed a planet that i was at yes i think i just completed the plant the newest planet that i got to um but because of the the fact that like when you complete and do the like what they call jedi temples so uh-huh. you get like a new force power kind of thing um, when you complete those things you then have to travel back to your ship oh it's yeah. not like a, you finish it and then you know fast travels you to like the next like place or like to the ship again so you can now go to the next Area. universe and whatnot mm-hmm. um so i'm just like okay well i just got this force power but now i have to go all the way back so i'm just <laughs> like ah well i'm i'm thinking i'm just gonna play some more pokemon yep yep <laughs> so i think i ended up doing that where i was just like okay i'm good for now or, or maybe it was just i had to like go and do some of these like lists for these the stuff that's coming up and i was just like ah oh, too many things going on i gotta gotta do some other stuff that's cool that you're still playing it. Like, yeah, yeah, and I th- I want to finish it. I don't I don't think at this pace I'll probably finish it by this the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I would assume, and, it, and I think that's actually fine. Um, I think when we get close to the end of the year, we'll probably end up doing a one where it's like games that we enjoyed the most this year. Right. And I think kind of judging how things have been so far, um, it's not like. Um, other people where I've heard they have gripes in terms of the main character. They don't find him super likable, especially early on in the game. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite where I find him likable even now, but I'm getting to like a point where I'm just like, oh, I have to travel all the way back kind of thing. I'm yeah, just like, oh, yeah, these little, little tiny things where it's like other games have maybe spoiled us where we have some fast traveling and things mm-hmm. like that. Where I'm just like, oh, yeah, like I finished, I finished this area. Now I kind of just want to moving like immediately to the next place even though i know i can go and explore and open up some new paths that were previously closed off before i got this new power and stuff right so i'm just like oh okay but then now i'm just i'm not feeling too bad about if i don't finish this game before the end of the year because i don't think this would be one of the like it's definitely like got its fun moments but it's not like one of the like highest up on the list kind of thing so i'm just like okay i don't i don't feel bad about not finishing it like quite yet but yeah Still, still fun though. Yeah, I would, I would still recommend it, especially if you're like a Star Wars fan. For sure. Um, and then the last one, which I kind of started a little bit last night, which is something I played like a long time ago, um, Mega Man Legends Two. Oh wow! Which is a PS One game. Jeez, I forgot about that game. Oh yeah. So I I started it up just because the um, what's called PS Three has it downloaded on there, and booting it up, I was just I started just watching the opening cinematic that goes on and then i realized i'm like wow i forgot how long of an opening cinematic this thing was 
because <laughs> looking because I I've been doing a thing where I time how long I play different systems for and stuff. I'm I'm doing that until the end of the year, which is now only like 30 more days, which is nice to think about. Right. Because um, then I'm just like I don't even have to time things anymore. I can just play. Because this was just like a, a thought experiment that I wanted to try out, and I'll be done with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I timed it, and I was like, wow, the opening cinematic took roughly about 10 minutes. Oh, and wow. I was like, dang. And this is before, it's like you boot up the game, the cinematic starts before you hit the start screen. So it's like you can just skip it, but it's it's story in the beginning before you actually start the game. Oh. So just going through and looking at that, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Like I remembered all the different story beats in this cinematic because I've I've watched it so many times as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I forgot how long it was until I was looking at the clock and I was like, oh, it's still going. <laughs> Dang. It's, it's still going. Is it, like, is it oh, like man. at least a good cinematic or? Yeah, no, it is. And I think for the, for the time that it came out, like I forget even when that was, like in the early 2000s, it was... It was a it was a good like cinematic. Obviously, it's a PS one game, so the characters like very like polygon esque and stuff. Right. But I'm just like, oh no, this is actually this is actually really just good to to watch and just kind of it's, it's an interesting pull into the game. Like you had a um, what's called some explorers on this really gigantic, almost like Star Trek like ship that's flying in like orbit of this planet. I mean, you're not in orbit. You're you're in the air, just high up in the air, mm-hmm. and you're going towards this like storm. There's like some news people on the ship because one of the explorers is holding a press conference and stuff, and then some mysterious people are on the ship as well, and some things happen. And just like there's a lot of there's a lot of like planning that went into this specific cutscene in the very beginning before you even start the game. That's where all their budget went. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was feeling I was feeling like I wanted to go and back and play this game a little bit. And I still want to, but at that time I was just like, "Oh, it's like super late. I should probably just sleep." Right. I was tired already. <laughs> That's a like, good oh, reason. Man, ten minutes. Ten minutes, and, and it's finally finished, and I can press start. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, there's I forgot. There's another scene in the very beginning, and I gotta watch that." And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, we'll do this another time." Another time, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple days from now or something. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like two and two and a half ish games. Not bad. Yeah. yeah you booted one and watched. Yeah. It, so that still counts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I, it's like a kind of play. Yeah. You know? yeah. I pressed to the start button. <laughs> the start button. And then I was like, oh, I have to press the quit button now because <laughs> this is bedtime. Uh, but, yeah. So we're gonna, just going to go straight from there, Michael, ooh. into uh, segment two, the Propinion Reports. Special edition! We have a special edition, everybody. Get ready. We're going into uncharted list territory. Oh, man. (laughs) So, um, we talked about things, and we're going to do, because there's no news of any consequence this past week, um, we are doing a couple different lists here. And the first of those two lists, I'll I'll, I'll just say what both lists are. The first one is going to be our 20... Um, I'm calling it 20 most cherished games from our childhood. Oh, man. Now, I don't, I'm not sure about you if you ordered them or not. I did. Okay, okay. I, I have them on here, and I kind of have them in... They're kind of categorized by platform that they're on, basically. Okay. I don't, it's not exactly the order that I played them all in, because that would be a lot of remembering to do. It'd be crazy. Um, and then it's also not in order of like best to worst or worst to best, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they're all just they're categorized. There. They, they're all lumped together based on the platform. And stuff. Okay. 
And my my mind can be subject to change. This is oh, just yeah, in yeah. the moment. What am I? Okay, mm-hmm. this 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 this. Yeah, and you say in the moment. You have it written down. Yeah, you're, you're not just like no, but not the top of my head. Off the top oh of your my head god, there'd thing. be no way. Yeah, because <laughs> like that would take a lot of effort. <laughs> um, and then the second list is the top ten games of the last decade, because we are like it, it worked out nicely for when we were talking about these lists. It worked out nicely because the the cutoff point for the first list the 20 20 games from our childhood kind of thing mm-hmm. um we said that the cutoff was like anything before we finished high school essentially right right um which i think i think for here i, I said like no yeah, actually no yeah because i i finished high school in 2009 you in, in 2010. 2010 so the the decade one the top 10 from the last decade nicely kind of fits in where it's from 2009 to 2019 you're right so it worked out nicely for me and i forgot i I didn't even think about it at the time i was just like oh it's like it's like there might be a little bit of overlap for your stuff yeah it's i didn't even notice i'm like okay 2009 we'll do 2009 oh okay yeah yeah but yeah so that's kind of just where where it landed i figured uh 10 years is a is a good Especially with all the newer things, like things very quickly started ramping up. Yes. And games were getting crazy. Didn't realize how many games we've played. Oh, there's so many, Michael. God dang. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's where we're going with it. So we're going to go for the first one. And that one's just going to the 20 uh, games that we remember <laughs> the most from our childhood. <laughs> I did, couldn't speak for a second. Did, did you want to go first or did you want me to go first? Um, why don't we... Or we go flip-flop. We can, yeah, we can just we can flip-flop. Okay. That's fine, yeah. I'll let you go first then. Okay, okay. Mr. So Host. Then, oh, man. That's a weird title. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one that I have on here, so I, I started off in the... And I'll just kind of say when we switch platforms mm-hmm. for, for my thing. Started off with the N64. Ooh. Because I think that was one of the shorter lists that were easier to go through. Okay. Um... The one on the top of that list there, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Oh, oh. knew that was going to be on there. It had to be. It had <laughs> to be if you played this game when you hit, when people had N sixty fours, it has to be on the list. I think objectively. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the, the going back. I played a little bit of it recently um, on the was it the three DS. Not not remake, but the 3DS um, remaster mm-hmm. edition that they had. And going back through there, I forgot about some of the weird things in there that I never, as a kid, never clicked with me. Um, for example, in the beginning, when you um, first leave your like sleepy village, right, right, the the forest village and whatnot. Spoilers! I've never played the game. Oh, man, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I won't go into details about how. <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. But um, <laughs> after so after you get out of your first area, right, and you go into um, the basically like Castle Hyrule area, mm-hmm. um, you meet a girl there uh, whose name is Marin, and she's she's a she's a somewhat important character. Okay. Um, so you meet her, and then you have to eventually find. You have to find her father inside the town. Okay. Um, her father, and I forget what the father's name is. Mer- Mer- uh, Mercy. I'm not sure. I don't even know if she even said what his name was. She might have said it. Um, but you need to go find her father. And when you go and find him, he's he's asleep over by the castle. You, you'll you'll just naturally find your way over there and find out that he's there and then he'll go back to to find Marin and stuff 
Um, but when you find him, you see him for the first time and it didn't click when I was a kid or maybe it did. And I was just like, I just <laughs> went past it. I just didn't even think about it much. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see him and like, especially now after so long, he is like unabashedly just supposed to be like a spitting image of Mario basically. Oh, that's weird. It's very weird. He's this kind of just like slightly pudgy dude. Um, got like a, like red clothes and like suspenders and overalls on with like blue underneath it and stuff. Got like a mustache and like a large nose. Oh. And I'm like, what? What? You guys just, <laughs> you guys just kind of cross over the Legend of Zelda and, and Mario? Super Mario or something? <laughs> That's really cool though. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a funny like Easter egg kind of thing that I never, it never clicked for me as a kid. Right. But now I'm just like, oh. You're just clearly Mario. What are you doing here? <laughs> Why didn't I notice this before? Yeah, don't you have some <laughs> castles to go rescue some, Princess Peach from or something? <laughs> but, some turtles to beat up or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, it's so strange. I forgot about this. But yeah, even going back and playing the, the remake of, or remaster, sorry, of this super old game. The game came out in, was it 1998? Oh, wow. So a long time ago. Um, so apparently I was apparently I was seven when this game came out, probably. Dang. But um, yeah, just going going back through and playing a little bit of it, I was like, oh, this feels this feels, feels like right. it still plays exactly like how I remember it, which is not bad at all, you know. And I'm just like, oh, I want to eventually go through and play more of this when I'm not swamped with <laughs> new games, you know. <laughs> you hear that, Nintendo? Make a remaster of this game. Oh my gosh, I. <laughs> I would lose it, Michael. I know I, you would. I teared up when they when they announced the the remaster of um, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening mm. with for the the Switch. Mm-hmm. Man, if they were to announce a remaster of so cool of the Ocarina of Time, I'd lose it, Michael. It'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd be like Nintendo wins they win game every game year. of the year every year. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah. What's your What's your first one? You got? Oh, uh, my first one. And if you know me. It shouldn't come as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Now, for your sorry, your your list is it number one is like the your favorite favorite. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Number one, good old Sonic and Knuckles, oh, aka okay, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog three. Okay, yeah. I great. say Sonic the Hedgehog three. I'm I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. It, it was originally Sonic event, uh, not Adventure, Sonic the Hedgehog three. Yeah. yeah. But they came out with the DLC. Mm-hmm. which was way ahead of its time, yeah. was an extra cartridge that you slip into your Genesis, and oh, then right. it said Sonic yeah. & Knuckles, and then you put Sonic Adventure, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> awesome, it was Sonic <laughs> say, Adventure 3. You sure your favorite is Sonic Adventure? <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. And then you slip in that one, and then you can play as Knuckles. Oh, that's And it kind of changes the story and stuff. I see. But it's funny, when I think of Sonic, mm-hmm. and my... F- like a game I yeah, enjoy it. Big spiky blue boy. Our best friends ever. Oh jeez. I always go back to this game because mm. the level design in this one is it's different from any of the original Sonic games, like one and two. But there was something about it that seemed um how do I put it? Almost like Magical. Magical, but it didn't feel like Sonic. It didn't oh, feel okay, like okay. like that cartoonish in a, way, in a very good way. It didn't feel it was cartoonish, but it, it felt more like a mature cartoon. Oh, okay. because the level, the the, the design and characters were more sleek. It was more mm. crisp. The songs were more like 
like popish and not like mm. jingly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I always like, oh, this is this is interesting. Maybe I shouldn't be playing this. Maybe I'm too young for this game. But I wasn't because it's a Sonic game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the weird thing though is I never beat this game. Oh, okay. I've beaten Sonic One. I've beaten Sonic Two, but I never beat Sonic Three. Sonic and Knuckles, yeah. but something it just it stands out in my mind in the epitome of like as most people I I went online and saw and just like googled stuff um, what people's favorite Sonic game is, mm. and a lot of it comes to Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles, oh, okay, okay. which makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, makes you feel like you're right on track. Exactly, exactly. So I'm a good number one Sonic fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a good number one <laughs> Sonic fan. You're you're giving yourself <laughs> affirmation that you're Sonic's number one fan. Pat on here. the back. <laughs> oh my gosh. But oh uh, yeah, that's that's my number one. Okay, okay. So my number two over here. I guess my I shouldn't even say number two. The the second one I have on the list because there's no particular order here other than um, organization <laughs> by console. Um, Goldeneye 007. Oh, never played that one either. Yeah. Now I I, I was kind of. When I was going through and trying to figure out the years that all these things came out, um, GoldenEye came out in 1997. So I was six years old when it came mm. out. I did not play it when I was six years old. Oh, I, oh no, no. Yeah, no. That would have been crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, GoldenEye 007 is actually, it's a it's a interesting story a little bit, or I find it interesting, because I never actually owned the game. Oh. I When, I, when we did eventually have a um, N64 console um we had a bunch of different games but i was clearly not a teenager at this point and goldeneye was uh rated t for teen so not something not something i could play you know <laughs> no. or at least could buy for myself i also didn't have any means of getting any money so you know that, that's another thing yeah um but goldeneye 007 was a game that i borrowed from a family friend um you actually know um, one of the the Godos. Um, oh yeah. yes, so you, yes. So you know, you know um, one of our friends there, um, but her oldest brother um, had Goldeneye, and he's actually like, "Oh, if you want to borrow it, you can borrow it." And I was like, "Really? <laughs> You're this the coolest. Is amazing!" <laughs> actually, I, I always thought I always thought he was like super cool. Oh I was really? Like, I was like, "Oh man, this guy's he's you know he was it's that like." older mystique kind of thing yes it's like oh he's like older he plays video games this is a cool dude he's letting me borrow his golden eye this is crazy <laughs> so um that's how i actually ended up playing it mm. and went through the game this was the i think this is actually the first first person shooter that i ever played oh and i know when people talk about golden eye a lot of people remember you know playing multiplayer on like specific maps and using specific weapons and things like that. I didn't, I don't have that exact experience because I don't think we ever just kind of like sat down and just played multiplayer with a bunch of people. Um, there were times that I think I played multiplayer with like one or two people, but never like four in like the full split screen, you know, beauty and stuff that other people remember it as. Mm -hmm. um, for me though, it was more so just the, um, the single player campaign of it all oh. and playing as as 007 going through the the what was it the kind of like hidden base in like the arctic or something like that going through the snow paths and trying to sneak up on on unsuspecting soldiers and whatnot. right um going through and trying to figure out how to like 
open up these random secret base doors because it's you have to do very specific things in order to progress in these certain levels mm-hmm. and at the time i was like how do you even do this because <laughs> i was i was work. a young kid and i'm just like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing exactly i'm just looking for bad guys and shooting them you know right um and at the time like the the rumble technology was very early mm. right so like it, i think you got a slight bit of rumbleness for the n64 controller but for most things that you needed, like they actually had a uh, slot in the back of the controller, the like weird, if you remember what, uh, what that kind of looks like. Yeah. It's like a weird like three-pronged controller on its own, so it's a weird design. But um, there was a slot in the back of it that you could actually attach a rumble pack to. And so I think that was the main way that you could actually get some kind of like rumble feedback. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I, and I don't even know if that's what I ever like, I don't even know if I ever used it for this specific game. But... Um, going through and trying to you know figure out how to play through these levels eventually i started to piece things together and then things just kind of started clicking um but the things i remember the most is just being able to some of the the nice things that early nintendo games had for the i shouldn't say early because it's not super early but like n64 games that i remember they had multiple paths that you could take okay and so like one of the paths um for goldeneye 007 would lead you to a point where you i think if i remember this right you you'd be betrayed by one of the the other agents in there i think his name was like 006 or something oh, stinking 006 right 006. um but like he betrays you and stuff and then you i think you can either take care of him in the level that he betrays you or you don't get to him in time and then you find him later on in the game kind of thing. Oh, okay. So there's kind of these these interesting multiple paths that you can take. There's also like someone later on where you can either like, you can get rid of them or like save them kind of thing. Mm. Like they're, they either become, they're either be like a bad guy or you can just kind of like avoid that situation kind of thing and stuff. So there was interesting ways to play the game and I feel like I found a good amount of them. Right. But just it was just fun to go through and try to like figure out the different things that would unlock secret parts of the game and stuff like that. Now, real question though. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you ever say like, if your dad or your mom or whoever came into your room was like, Nathan, mm. what are you playing? Did you ever turn to them and go, Bond, <laughs> James Bond? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't that like swift on my, on my feet when I was thinking of that. Oh, that would have been but, awesome. But, um, but the, 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 the reason I remember this also pretty well is that, um, I'd played through the game a whole bunch of times, and for some reason, I don't remember exactly how it happened. Something must have like hit the cartridge while it was in the console because mm-hmm. the cartridges all stuck out of the top, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like so, so the cartridge sticking out of the top. Something must have hit it, or it got stuck. And so I, when I went to pull it out one time, though, um, there, there's always like the chip in the middle of these N64 cartridges. When I went to pull it out, the chip popped out of the game. Oh. So like it was it was broken, basically. Oh no. And I was just like, what I borrowed this. <laughs> He's <laughs> not gonna think like, I'm cool now. I was like, oh my gosh. I felt so bad as a kid. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. And I remember like having to go and like tell him that like like I, I was pulling it out and I don't know what happened, but it got like stuck and it just the it's it's broken <laughs> and i was just like oh i feel so bad i just like ruined this i think we we probably i don't i don't actually remember maybe we got him another one but 
I would hope. I, I think I would assume we probably did, but yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I felt so bad. At the time. I <laughs> That's just, kind of funny. I was Poor like, Nathan. Oh, man. little Nathan, <gasps> agonizing over <laughs> having to tell this 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 guy that I borrowed his thing and then it broke after i'd had it for like weeks or something and oh. i was like oh man because that's the time too where you the all the saves are on yeah the cartridge right so it's not just i wasn't i wasn't saving over his things it was like i created a new save file and stuff mm-hmm. and then now just like everything was gone for both of us and i was like oh i feel so bad now. that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think if i remember right i think my my parents felt pretty bad too and so i think they probably got another copy for him and stuff but i would I was, hope i was yeah. just like oh at the time i was just like oh, i just so i ruined stupid. everything i'm such an idiot <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's the that's the second one i got on this list though okay so then my second one is another one that i've mentioned before mm-hmm. and it's it's weird that there's only there's only a few multiplayer games oh. that i really ever played only played the game for for the multiplayer yeah yeah and this one is toy commander Oh, the game gotcha. that you okay. you you <laughs> tore my hopes and dreams away from me many many episodes ago. I gave you I gave you hopes and then stole them away on accident. You did. <laughs> um, this game came out in 1999 for the Dreamcast. Nice, nice. Um, this uh, I've talked in many many details of this game before, mm-hmm. so I'll gloss over it. Um, this game is probably the game that I put the most hours in any game wow any game ever any game ever Dang. because i remember for like a good couple summers yeah this is what me and my sister amanda would play mm. me and my friend sebastian Dang. me and our neighbor philip there would there was a single player mode but it wasn't you you do missions and like mm-hmm. um try to save the kid the boy and like defeat the evil teddy bear and stuff yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. but the the best part of it was just driving around either in the kitchen or flying around because there was planes in it oh, yeah. um in the kitchen the the living room the dining room the stairs the attic the basement and finding all the different secret passages you can find and sneaking up on people because mm-hmm. um, you would have weapons either like pencils or pens or erasers <laughs> that would be like bombs <laughs> and like and mines and stuff Dang. and you'd get power-ups and stuff but over th- it's probably the most fun i've had in any game Wow. And it's weird it was a multiplayer game because I'm not at all a multiplayer player other than like yeah. Smash and the occasional Call of Duty. No, not Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> and like Crystal Chronicles and all that stuff. Play, <laughs> but something about Toy Commander, like I hmm. if if I was if I were to be asked what game I want remastered, yeah. Any game that I've ever played, it would be Toy Commander. Wow. For okay. sure, hands down. Hmm. But yeah, I've, I've talked about Toy Commander before, yeah. highly. So that's my second one. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I'm not sure. Maybe this will come up later. Um, but I know you've mentioned before, uh, was it Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? Mm. Is that the GameCube game? Yeah. Um, so I, I remember that you mentioned at one point that that was like, you you loved it for the, the multiplayer yep. kind of stuff in there too. Now, would you... Do you think you would enjoy those games as much now? Oh yeah, but so like who? I, I know I would assume we'd probably play it. We would play yeah. Okay, but I would just because if because when I think about it, I'm like oh yeah. When I think of like multiplayer experiences and things, um, it's hard to think of them nowadays because of the majority of it is like online multiplayer kind of things. Right. Whereas like previously we used to do a lot of 
like not not even just the two of us, but like people that like we knew and stuff. Used to do a lot of like couch co-op multiplayer sessions and stuff. Now getting four people together to play like a full couch co-op multiplayer game seems like like oh my god, is an ordeal. Yeah, it's, it'd be it'd be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, especially because like like Brandon and Angelo were like states away and yeah, there's just the two of us. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna be able to drag like a whole lot of other people in to play these things. No, no, and and to to be fair, I never I don't think I for Crystal Chronicles especially it, mm-hmm. I. That there was one time I remember playing, there was three of us. Okay. Me, my friend Sebastian, and his other friend. Yeah. But most of the time, it would just be me and him mm. playing it with our Game Boy Advances. And especially with uh, a Toy Commander. It would be, Max would be, uh, there was occasional times where it would be four people. Yeah. But yeah. then a lot of the times, it was just either two, and or if it, there was a third person like our neighbor or Sebastian was there, we would all play it. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I would be... Um, not as interested now as I was back then. I think I would still have that like great interest because the game itself is just so good to me. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I was I was curious if you think you would still like play it as much, or if it would kind of be like more of a, like, oh, this is great to have this like back in my hands again, and then like play it for a little while, and then maybe just like, oh, well, I think I, I, got I, it. I, got I would I, I would just play it just to play it, even if it's just single player mode. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay, I don't good. think I appreciated the single-player mode back then. Yeah, Because yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm going to play with my friends, blah, blah, blah. But now yeah. I'm like, I don't want to play with my friends. I just want to play by myself. <laughs> I just want to do things by myself. Exactly, in exactly. In a dark room. Don't talk to me. <laughs> no lights. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was worried because I know we're, we're both excited about the Crystal Chronicles oh remaster that they're doing. I am not going to play a single game other than that. You don't <laughs> that's know how why I was good just like, it is. I was like, man, like, because when you were telling me about it, I was like, oh, man, it sounds like you're very, you loved it because of the multiplayer. <sighs> and I'm like, but Michael, but you don't like multiplayer I don't. anymore. <laughs> so I was just like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> I, it's, uh, the concept, I'll get, I'll get to Crystal Chronicles later. Oh, but yeah, it, yeah. it's so, ah, so good. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so the number three that I have on here, um, going down the list, uh, I mentioned uh, briefly earlier, Mega Man Legends 2. Mm. So we're switching over from N64 territory to PS1 territory now. Nice. And yeah, actually, that's the only, oh, it's the only game in the PS1 territory that <laughs> I Dang. So looking through like the list, because I made a, I, I went bananas, Michael. I made a large list of all the games that I've played in my childhood, basically. Mm-hmm. Um which which worked out semi nicely. I was like, okay, it's, it wasn't as difficult as I was thinking it was going to be. It was just time intensive, right? Um, but I remember very specifically that I didn't play a lot of PS One games. So people that that played a lot of PS One um, when it like came out and whatnot, I I came into it like way late in the game. Like it was, I think at that point I already, I want to say I probably already lived in Hawaii at that point. So, I mean, it was, like, in, like, the 2000s or something like right. that. And then I got it so late, I only had, like, a few games that I played on it. So, I played, like, some of the, the Mega Man X games on there. Like, I think uh, X4, X5, and X6. I played, I think, Mega Man 8 on Ooh. there. So, this, this was basically, like, a Mega Man console for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think I played Crash Bandicoot and, like, Spyro the Dragon. Oh, wow. And you've heard me uh, talk about Hoshigami ruining Blue Earth before. Mm-hmm. And then I think the only other one that I had played was, like, Mega Man Legends 2. Oh, wow. So, like, I didn't play any of the things that people talk about when they talk about the PlayStation, like Final Fantasy games and a whole bunch of other things in there. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I didn't have those experiences. Like, Metal Gear. I didn't play, like, any of those games. Metal Gear Solids and stuff. I'm just like, 
I I know very little of like the early games like that in terms of like having played them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I started like Metal Gear. Or sorry, yeah, actually, yeah, Metal Gear is solid and solid two and was it like Final Fantasy seven and stuff like that more recently, but it's not like childhood games. For yes, me. yes, yeah. But Mega Man Legends two, I I remember a lot of just. It's it was very much so like an exploring kind of game. Like you'd get different um, like Buster Arms for Mega Man and stuff. You could put on these um, attachments to your because your, your, your part like robot kind of. But you put on these different attachments to your like shoes, and now you've got like um, it's almost kind of like these jet skates that uh-huh. let you maneuver around pretty quickly. And pretty quickly, kind of like in in quotations, you're not going very fast <laughs> For the at time, all. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun because you just you'd start using them, and you'd hear like this like motor wind up and stuff, and now you're skating along on the ground. And then if you go over like a hill or something, he, Mega Man like does this funny little like jump, and he kind of has I think he gets his hands up in the air and stuff like a like a 2D Mega Man game when Mega Man jumps. Now that I think about it, I don't yeah. think it clicked before, but now it's clicking. Um, but yeah, so he'll do that stuff. And I, I just remember run, just riding around trying to find places to jump with. Cause it was just ridiculous fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like going into these dungeons and trying to like find new, like buster arms and things fighting these large robot enemies. It, it's, it's reminding me a lot of like a, uh, mm-hmm. what Sonic did when they entered into the Sonic adventure series. Uh, like they opened up the world. You can find abilities that would make you faster and like uh, do like a yeah. homing dash light thing and you can go places and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was probably the idea of like going from the 2d games to bringing into like Mega Man legends. Mm-hmm. I never played the first one. I have it now, but I'll have to play it eventually. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but going into Mega Man legends too, I was just like, Whoa, I've been playing all these 2d Mega Man games. This is pretty cool to actually just go around in 3d. And now I'm shooting these, pretty like large like orbs of energy at these monsters and things and just like oh it's a lot of fun like this so now you, you understand my my love for the 3d sonic yeah um, Maybe. <laughs> i don't know i don't know about that that, that, that statement that's something oh. but yeah i remember the game very fondly though i never beat it that's one of the i think there's there's some games on here that i never beat and that's that's definitely Same. one of them but mm-hmm. yeah gotta go and beat it sometime you know not with all the games you have. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, so then jumping into my third one, um, another game that I've talked in great detail about, mm-hmm. at least recently, is Yoshi's Island. Oh yeah. Now this this is a this is a weird one because uh, I played N64? this one. No, not on oh. N sixty four. I played on the Game Boy Advance. Oh. Okay. Which was it was I think it was Sonic Advance, not Sonic Advance. Um. Mario Advance 3 slash Yoshi's Island. Mario Advance? I think it was Mario Advance. What is this game? It was, it was a Game Boy Advance game. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Advance or whatever. But it was a slash Yoshi's Island. And um, I remember, I don't think I ever played the Mario part of the game. Okay, okay. just the Yoshi just part. Just the Yoshi part because Yoshi's my favorite Mario character in the Mario gotcha. universe. Gotcha. But... Um, I remember playing that game in great length. Like if I was ever bored and we had a bunch of Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy Color games or what, whatnot, but I would always, I would always see Yoshi's Island and I'm like, okay, I'll pop this one back in. And it would be like, I wouldn't like continue off where I left off. I would always like restart the game. Uh, like that yeah, never yeah. bothered me like restarting it because I enjoyed the levels and music mm-hmm. and the, the thing so much. I'm like, okay, I'll just restart it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I only beat it once. 
Oh, okay. You still I remember, got it, though. Yeah, I, I remember beating it, but I remember just restarting it constantly and constantly because it was just so fun. Um, the only bad thing, and it's one of the things I regret the most, Yeah. the Game Boy Advance game itself was, I don't know how it got damaged, oh, but yeah. there was a, a thing in the center. It was like, I think that's where they had like the battery or whatever for the cartridge oh, okay. in the center of the thing, but it got a hole in it. Jeez. Like, and you could see, I'm like, okay, that's not a big deal. And me being me, I was playing with a cartridge. Oh, no. And I think I had, like, a pencil or something, <laughs> and like, I was poking it. at it. Oh, my god! And I did something, and the game stopped working. <laughs> and I was so <laughs> upset. And I don't, that was, like, was it middle school? No, it might have been before middle school. Okay. Because I was really into it, and I... I remember being real upset, and I, I think I remember going to my parents saying, um, I lost the game because I didn't want to tell them I broke the game. <laughs> and it's like, oh, can I get a new one? And they were like, no. no and I never man. played Yoshi's Island until, again, until recently when it came out for the, oh, the yeah. SNES Classic Store or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for the Nintendo yeah. Live thing. So, it, so it's, 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 it's almost like a like uh, the universe like redeeming me for my mistake. <laughs> It's like here, Michael. Here, here's the game you've always wanted to play again. Yeah. We're just giving you it for three, three bucks a month. Mm. Well, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's such a classic Michael. Story. Exactly, it is such a classic Michael. Oh my story. gosh, the game that you loved so much, you're the yeah, one who broke I it. Yourself. Breaking. <laughs> oh my god! I try to hide it that I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dumb things we do as kids. I know. I know. <laughs> but what's the what's the next game you got? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So the next one I have on here, now we're moving into the Game Boy territory. Mm. Um, and this one will be here for, for a little bit. Um, but the first one I put on here was the... Well, actually, let's, let's, go, let's go in order of the Game Boy stuff. So I have one from the Game Boy Color era. And that one is called Dragon Warrior Monsters 2. Ooh. And I played the Tara's Adventure version of it. Because there was Tara's Adventure and Kobe's Journey, I believe, I want to say. Okay. So it's... It was, I think, if looking back on it, people probably, yeah, I think I would assume people probably called it like a, you know, Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest like attempt to be similar to a Pokemon game right. thing, having the two different versions. And I think the difference between those is like you get slightly different, um, you can find different monsters as well as find um, different keys which take you to different worlds and stuff. Um, the main like draw in this game is that you you play as whichever character you choose, right? Um, but instead of it being like a normal Dragon Quest game or Dragon um, Warrior game, um, you instead of like just fighting monsters with your character, your character doesn't ever enter battle. Um, mm. Instead, you catch monsters and your monsters do battle, oh. which is similar to Pokemon, which is yeah. why they kind of had that. Um, and this one, it's it's even more different because you don't actually catch them yourself. It's not like you throw a ball out and then they become yours kind of thing. Um, you have to battle with these monsters. So you, you get a monster in the very beginning of the game. I think you get like a slime, if I remember right. So very standard like... The blue slime yeah, thing. Very yeah, very standard kind of like Dragon Warriors, Dragon Quest kind of thing. Um, but when you go and fight other creatures and stuff, there's a somewhat like there's a percentage chance that after the battle they'll get up the the monster you just faced will get up after you defeat it and it'll ask to be a part of your team and so you can either say yes or no it's up to you 
Um, I think if you get more than, I think you can only have like three with you at one time. If you get more than three, it gets sent to some kind of like magical place that you can like trade your your monsters out eventually with. Um, But along with that, you can give the monsters, you can use a turn to give the monsters um, that you're fighting an item. Uh, something like beef jerky or some kind of like food thing mm-hmm. and doing this raises the percentage chance that they will join you afterwards okay so becomes somewhat of like a game of chance especially when you're fighting certain creatures like later on sometimes you only find them every so often and so it's like if you run across this monster that you've been trying to get for your team now you have to throw as many items at you at it as you can <laughs> so that you can hopefully have it join you afterwards right that's real interesting yeah yeah and i mean it was it was definitely a game that i played after like pokemon uh blue and everything like that right and probably even yellow um but just like going through this game in this different kind of way i i think i appreciated the because i had already played dragon warriors like one and two i think i never beat two but um I had played those ones before, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, this is so different from, like, the Dragon Warrior kind of, like, formula that I'm expecting all the time now. Right. And I liked just kind of going through, and there's always some kind of, like, problem you had to solve within, like, the specific um, world that you entered and whatnot. But then going through and finding other keys to these, like, secret worlds and um, next worlds and things like that. And then they had a aspect kind of similar to, to Pokemon where you could breed monsters together. Oh. Um, when this one though, when you breeded the monsters together, the monsters disappeared afterwards. So it's not like you got to keep those monsters. Right. So it's, it's almost thinking about it like it's like a fusion in a way. Right. So it's like you, you give up two monsters that you own in order to get this new thing. And I think this is one of the few games where I got a strategy guide for it because the guide had all the fusion combinations. (laughs) And it's not like one monster would only ever produce this one thing. You had like multiple things that when fused together or like breeded together would create this specific monster. Mm -hmm. That was the way to get things that you wouldn't normally get just through like catching and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So I remember playing this game like a lot. And I, I think specifically... Um, because we used to go and visit, um, my grandparents and stuff. Um, I think it sounds, I think kind of from talking with my parents, it sounds like we did it actually like pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. So this is a game that I would play in the car on the way over oh. from like Merced to, or sorry, from Fresno to Merced over to my grandparents place. Mm-hmm. And I just remember playing this in the car, going through like the desert world or the ice world and stuff and trying to catch these like creatures. And then all of a sudden be like, Oh, we're here. And I'm like, okay, God. I got to turn this off. <laughs> And go, like, see everybody and stuff. Right. But, yeah, it just kind of brings back a lot of good memories. Nostalgia. Nostalgia is a powerful tool. Oh, it's so powerful. (laughs) And um, I also, I found a few pages from the the strategy guide that I had. Oh. I don't have the full thing anymore. Oh, jeez. I have no idea what happened to it, but I have a few pages left. (laughs) You ripped off some of the pages because you just hated it. Like, no. (laughs) No, I was just like, oh, man, I wish I still had the guide. I want to, like, I kind of want to just go and buy a guide, but... Mm. I think I think the Prima guides. I, I think, think they're, they're I think they're the ones that went out of business. Yeah, like I think a so. few years ago. So I'm just like, ah, it's so sad now. I'll just have to buy one at a crazy price eventually. Oh, you but, just go digitally, or that. <laughs> that sounds awful. Though. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's that's one I remember very fondly though. Okay, um, my next. I'm gonna combine these next two. Ooh, that's my okay. four and five. All right. Because all right. they're almost the same game. Okay. Yeah. So number four. Is Tiny Toons Buster's Hidden Treasure. 
Okay. And that one was okay. for the Sega Genesis. And then number five was Tiny Toon Adventures for the NES. Oh, now, okay, I'll okay. start with the NES one because we had an NES, and I only remember having Duck Hunt, Super Mario, mm-hmm. Zelda, and then Tiny Toons. I don't remember if we had any other games. Okay. Yeah. I remember it was always in my parents' room, and we'd have to go to our parents' room to play it. <laughs> but your parents were the gatekeepers they were the gatekeepers <laughs> but once we got a genesis that was in the living room so that uh, was, okay, okay. uh but these two games they're almost similar the genesis one was almost like a sequel to the tiny tune adventures okay, uh, yeah. better graphics uh revamped music um new story new characters and stuff and the first one you could your main character is buster bunny gotcha you ever watch tiny tunes Yes, yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, Buster Bunny, the Blue Bunny, mm-hmm. and then, but you could, like, um, switch between um, the the duck. I don't remember the duck's name. Oh, I have no idea. And then the Tasmanian Devil, which was, oh, okay. like, Taz, but not Taz. Yeah. Wait, was it really not Taz? It wasn't Taz. Oh, Ooh. weird. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Taz, because this was, like, the, the it's not a, a spoof of, of uh, like a spin-off or something. It's almost a spin-off, but it was, like, a just different um characters like younger characters okay yeah but uh um i remember the these two games stand out to me because we had um a couple of vhs's of tiny tunes and it was like a musical like short thing and i was obsessed (laughs) i think i loved tiny tunes more than looney tunes wow dang i don't know if i can say that now anymore because i haven't seen tiny tunes in like forever forever yeah but I, those VHSs stand out in my head. And I remember when we got these games, I was super excited, and that's all I played. And there was, I remember I was talking to Adam a lot when we worked at the S'mores Company. Yeah. There was, there's, there's a memory in my mind that stood out to me where there was a monkey on, like, a platform, and there was two angled platforms and then a pit. Like, you're in, like, a city Okay. And you're either on the one, the left side or the right side. You have to jump from back and forth because the big monkey guy will shoot things at you. And I remember you have to jump up and like knock down his blocks and then he'll eventually fall. Uh, I always thought that was Mario, like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mario level. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh man, I really love this game. So I must really like Mario or the Super Mario game. Yeah. And I was talking to Adam about it and he was like, I... I've played a lot of these Mar- like a lot of old Mario games, and this just doesn't sound familiar to me. I'm like, oh. what is it then? And I, <laughs> oh, you thought the actual game was Mario? Yeah, because oh, I couldn't remember what I this see, was. Gotcha. I'm like, what is what is this from? Yeah, and I had to look it up, and it was from Tiny Toon Adventures. I'm like, <laughs> this makes sense. And I watched the video mm, of both gameplays, the boss and the the gameplay of the old, earlier. I was I'm like, wow. It's all coming back to me. I remember all of this. <laughs> the characters, the sounds, the everything. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> and you know how I've said I want to start collecting mm-hmm. old things again. Yeah, yeah. If I, because these are expensive games, because they're oh yeah, they're yeah. rare. They're rare retro. Kind yes. Of yeah. Like even more than like normal ones. Mm-hmm. But if I ever have the money. Mm. To get these, these are going to be like one of the first things I get. Oh, dang. Because yeah. I know Adam was looking at it. I keep mentioning Adam because he talks about a lot of video games. Yeah. But he, I think he mentioned that he saw online that it was like around 200 to 300 bucks Ooh, for the geez. Tiny Toons Adventures. I'm like, oh Man. my God, totally Ooh. worth it. 
that's like the price of the what I was seeing on Amazon more recently for the Fire Emblem Path of Radiance for the GameCube. Really? It was it was on Amazon. I think at one point it was like a hundred eighty something. Oh Jesus! Christ. And then somebody must have bought that one because the the next one it was showing was like three hundred something. And I'm like, <laughs> you're crazy. Jump up so much. Exactly. I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, but the Tiny Toons was huge in my childhood, and these games was. We're great. Yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> Michael's just got satisfied got size up. over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, you did. So, that was five and six? Is that uh, right? Four and five. Oh, four and five. Okay. So, then I'll do. I guess I'll do I'll do five and then I'll do six so that we'll, we'll be caught Even up. up yeah. Okay. So, um, the next one that I'll put is uh, Pokemon Ruby slash oh, Sapphire. Wow. I played Ruby, um, which is surprising because generally. If it's like a color picking kind of thing, I always choose blue. Yeah. But um, I think at the time, so at the time, that game came out 2002. And at the time, uh, my brother and I, we both had Game Boy Advances. And so because we both were going to like play Pokemon together and stuff, um, I, I think I, because I knew he also, like we both liked blue, just like in general. And... Because of that, I was like, okay, well, if you really want the Sapphire version, I'll get the Ruby one. So that way we have the two different, you know, two different games. It's not going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we did something similar for Gold and Silver, where I probably I probably would have played Silver, but because he wanted Silver, I was like, okay, I'll play Gold, yeah. and then we'll, we'll do that. Um, but, yeah, so we did that for Ruby and Sapphire. And I think, think that when I kind of think back of, like, things – related to like Pokemon Ruby and stuff. I remember in, I think it was going into the start of sixth grade. Um, you know, they have to, you do like icebreaker kind of things in classrooms. Right. Oh, God, yeah. um, so this is when, this is like shortly after we moved to, to Hawaii. Right. Um, so starting sixth grade, we're doing like icebreaker kind of things. Um, they wanted us to, all the students to create, um, was it like, it's like a two truths and a lie kind of thing. It was that kind of game that they were yeah. playing. So I was like, okay, well, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out something. Not just realizing that, like, oh, none of these kids are going to know anything about me anyways. So yes. I could have said anything. a bunch of things, and they probably would have been like, oh, yeah. it's." But I think I was, I was trying to get it so that they wouldn't, you know, be, be able to tell which one is the lie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, this one kind of sounds outrageous, so I could probably, like, put it, and I know that it's true, and they don't know it's true kind of thing. Um, but it was that I had played um, the Pokemon. I think I think I think I just wrote that I had played a Pokemon game, like one Pokemon game, for over two hundred hours. Oh, jeez! Which was Pokemon Ruby. I had played for like two hundred plus hours wow. on the same save file. I don't know why, but what were you doing? I have no idea. <laughs> now that I think about it, maybe I do play Pokemon maybe. games for a long time. But um, but yeah, that was that was one of the like truths inside there, and when it was people's turn to guess they're like oh that one's gotta be false and i'm like nope it's true i'm a super nerd <laughs> <I'm> a nerd <laughs> not realizing that was what it was gonna end up seeming like i i suppose <laughs> was was ruby and sapphire the one after gold and silver or yes crystal? yeah that after was the crystal? the third third generation okay. of pokemon yeah but yeah i mean but then thinking about just the games in general i think i liked those ones more than the other like the previous two generations as well mm. um obviously i haven't played a game of pokemon like since those like ruby and sapphire 
versions. So I've missed like, I don't know, three or four generations of Pokemon. At this I feel point. you. <laughs> um, but going from like blue and blue and red and yellow were great. Going from there to gold and silver um, was really cool because they added the day and night cycle mm-hmm. kind of things. Like you'd only find certain Pokemon during the nighttime or during that. the daytime. Yeah. And they added like the ability for Pokemon to carry like berries and they could use them on their own. You didn't have to tell them to use items. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, going into Ruby and Sapphire, they added the uh, base building, which I thought was really cool. So you could... You could later, like later in the game, it's not early game kind of stuff, but later in the game, you could find these like really small holes in walls. And it's like, you don't know what you're you're doing with it until later in the game when you unlock the ability to like open these things up. And when you would do that, if you find one of these holes, you could open it up and you could set this place as your base and then decorate it with all different kinds of things that you buy at shops. Oh, that's really cool. Why, why, yeah. <laughs> why don't they keep that? <laughs> I know, right? It was it was really cool. And then um, the cool, the interesting thing that I thought was fun is that um, you could open this thing up, and each so like each each location has a specific like layout. So until you open it up, you don't know what the inside of that base is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not randomized. It's like each one looks a specific way. So it was fun just going around and trying to find like the exact base that you want like size-wise and stuff, so you can decorate it the way you want and everything. And I don't know if there was ever much of a use for the bases outside of just decorating and making it look cool kind of thing. (laughs) It's not like you went in there to like sleep and got like bonuses for stats and things like that. Right. It was just like a fun, ridiculous kind of thing that you could do. Personalization thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, ah, man. I remember putting a lot of like time, I think partially into that, just riding my bike around, trying to figure out like where the best base layout was mm-hmm. i think that was before we actually like use the internet and stuff to look things up yep and i was just like oh this is this is so cool i just want to go decorate this with all these polka dolls that i bought <laughs> for no reason but <laughs> yeah i think i think that's probably why it's one of my favorite ones that makes sense yeah and then now now it seems like sword and, sword and shield are, are overtaking mm-hmm. it but yeah that's the one i remember the the most fondly at least okay. from from childhood that's cool yeah. and then um from there i've got uh, one that I've been playing recently called Fire Emblem. Oh. So um, after doing some kind of like research and stuff, so this game came out um, in the U.S. in 2003, mm. right, for the Game Boy Advance. Um, but at the time, I had no idea when I played it. Um, apparently, even though this game is called just Fire Emblem, this is the seventh game in the series because there were six other games previously in Japan. Oh, of course there was. Yeah. I was <laughs> just like, whoa. So this was the first game that ever got localized over to like the West and stuff, basically. And I was just like, oh, this is, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> to find that out now, I'm just like, that's, that's Number insane. S- yeah. Number seven. Like that's when you guys jumped over to the U.S. And then that's when I was like, oh man, Fire Emblem's been going on for a long, long time. <laughs> well, then, hasn't that's it the been case. brought over earlier? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the... One of the games that I've gone back to play more recently, just I used the, I bought a cartridge again because I think I either lost it or in in my foolish younger years ended up selling it so that I could buy other games. Of course, foolish. Uh, yeah, so it's so disappointing when you when you start to care about having those things oh, still. You know, it, it hurts so much, man. I understand, oh, man. But um, yeah, so I got another cartridge for for reasonable price, like. It wasn't, I think in some places like uh, GameStop, it, they was selling it for like 50 bucks or something mm-hmm. because it's now considered a retro game. Yeah. Um, but 
think I got it off Amazon for like 20 something. Okay. Which was, which was pretty decent. And I was like, Oh heck yeah. I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. So I got that, started playing it on the, the Game Boy SP, and I was like, oh, man. This feels right. This feels so good. Like this, Because these, I think, are some of my favorites, or at least were some of my favorite Fire Emblem characters. Um, and, like, one of the characters in there, um, Lynn, she's the, the main character, she appears in Super Smash Brothers, but only as a trophy oh, item. Yeah. She has, like, the green hair and the sword. She, like, dashes from one place and slashes kind of stuff. Dashes from one place and slashes. Yep, yep. That's what she does. It. She like disappears and then just like plah and slashes them off the screen kind of thing. <laughs> um, but um, I think she was she was one of my favorite characters in Fire Emblem things. Mm. But yeah, going through and and playing it again, I'm like, oh man, there were a lot of really cool characters in like throughout games. throughout this game and stuff. I'm just like, I don't even know how. Like looking at it now, I'm like, I don't know how I chose which characters I wanted to have in the battle. Like ahead of time oh yeah because i was just like oh man i want to it's not like um fire emblem three houses where i can train everybody up equally because in this one there are set battles you, you can't replay battles over again okay so if you are going to be using characters and you want them to be like high level and stuff you got to keep using them and you can't switch out your characters because otherwise everyone is like weak, weaker levels. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to make the game real hard. So I got to just stick with very specific ones, which yep. is tough. I, I not All of this is foreign to me because I've never played a single Fire Emblem game. Oh, my gosh, Michael. We have to change this. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's a hard sell if you don't like strategy yes, RPGs. For sure, with, for but, sure. Yeah, but very, very fun, though. They, okay. they introduced a lot of new like gaming style things to me at least mm-hmm. because i never played it's much of game. these like type of games before and i'm just like oh man this is this is actually my jam i like this a little bit you know i'm going to continue only playing these games for the rest of my life nope <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that but i had a lot of fun with it <laughs> so what's your what's your sixth one you got on the list michael uh, my sixth one another contender probably for uh game of the century mm-hmm. um sonic Adventure Tua. Ah, right. This this I'll start off with this is the the prime sonic time of the butt rock music. Oh my gosh, that is the with, worst with style <laughs> of music title ever. With, with with the band Crush 40. Yeah. Not a bad name. Not a bad name at all. Uh, worst worst genre of but, music. But with iconic songs like um Rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to go. Gotta follow my rainbow. Just oh look around. Gosh. Keep holding on. Because what lies ahead, there's something. I don't know the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably our 40s. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what they say in there. <laughs> but I know Sonic Adventure 1. I love the game, but I know it's it's not a great game by, by gameplay standpoints and stuff. Okay, Sonic okay. Adventure 2, again, not an amazing game but for what it was at its time yeah yeah it was mind-blowing to me um this is one of the first times it was actually the first time sonic was able to grind on railings oh, because of his soap shoes his what now his soap shoes i've mentioned this before they're he, called soap shoes they were they were a uh an actual shoe you could buy oh no it was a uh, marketing in the sonic game oh, <laughs> advertising no. and his shoes allowed him to grind but those shoes disappeared real quick um, because no one bought them. Obviously. I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Sonic can now can continually grind in his future games because of his soap shoes. Um, <laughs> you could, 
Um, the story was good. Introduction of Shadow the Hedgehog, as we all know, one of the best characters mm-hmm. in gaming history. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you got to be Supersonic and Super Shadow, which was oh. super. So you actually played as Shadow a little bit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you played right. as. Um, you, I think it was different groups you played as. Just like in Sonic Adventure, uh, the first one, mm-hmm. you played different stories for each character. All right. All right. That would all um, end up at the ending point at the end. Um, one of the best things, though, was the Chow uh, Gardens battles, yeah. where you could raise your Chow, put it in the Dreamcast memory card, pull that memory card out, and gotcha. level up and take your Chows on adventure in the memory card. That was that game. Okay. Yes. And then when you put the memory card back on, your Chow would like level up. He'd either become like a, an angel with a halo and wings, or he'd be like a demon. He'd turn black and have like devil stuff. Mm. And depending on what animals you fed them, because you fed them animals that Jeez, you saved. dark. <laughs> yeah. They would get those character characteristics. Like if you gave one a seal, it would have a seal tail and it would be able to swim faster. If you gave him a bird, they would grow wings and be able to fly and stuff. What the Super, heck? super complicated, but <laughs> so freaking cool. Jeez, you're like creating little chimera chows or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, the one bad thing, about, uh, one of the bad things about that game <laughs> was one of the unfortunate was things. the knuckles levels. Oh, okay. Because you had to knuckles would be able to um, dig into the ground and find things, oh. but there were certain levels or stages where you would have to find pieces of the master emerald, uh. and they were scattered around the level with oh, like gosh. bad guys and like traps and stuff. Yeah. But the bad thing was. To know where they were, you would have like a, a shard indicator. Like depending how close oh you were boy. to it, it would blink like super red, like boop, 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 boop. If you were far away from it, it would blink yellow. And if you were super far away from it, it would, wouldn't blink at all. Oh, jeez. So you would have to judge where it is depending <laughs> on that indicator. And half the time, you couldn't find it. Oh, my gosh. So frustrating. <laughs> like like a metal detector? Basically. Not great. Yeah. I, I, the Game Grumps <laughs> just played Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. And... Aaron mm-hmm. was legit mad at these levels. <laughs> it was hilarious to watch. Like, I understand your pain. Oh, um, but I think this game, uh, now that I think about it, was I downloaded, I think, the whole album onto my, uh, not Spotify, but when I had iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I downloaded it all onto my uh, <laughs> iPod or whatever I had at the time. Oh, and I remember gosh. one of the jobs when I was a mm-hmm, uh, classroom cleaner at the middle school. Oh yeah, yeah. I would have that. You'd like, just be listening I would be, to Crush that Forty. Would be on a couple of times. I would just be listening oh to Crush gosh. Forty Sonic songs. <laughs> it was so nice. I just, I just imagine you just like, almost like, um, you know, like when you see in the the Japanese like TV shows or like animes and things like that, where you see them like uh, scrubbing the floors with cloths, oh, yeah. but like running kind of thing. I just imagine you just like doing that and just, just running down back and forth down these rooms, just singing yourself, moving around at the speed of sound. Oh got places to go, gonna follow my rainbow. That's my mom's <laughs> ringtone for me. Is it really? Yeah. Cause wow. I told her to put it on brand. For me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's my sixth game. Oh my God. What is your seventh now? Uh, yeah, I think seventh. Yeah. Um, it's a game called Lunar Legend. Lunar Legend. Yeah. Um, so this one is actually now kind of looking through a bunch of these games. 
um i feel like i did a lot of like rpgs especially like in the later lists that we have and stuff a lot of rpgs i haven't finished okay because of sense. how long they are yeah but um being a kid it was easier to finish these games mm-hmm. and so i remember actually this was i feel like i don't know if i really count pokemon games as like rpgs in a sense um but i played a few other ones like random random titles like final fantasy i think what was it final fantasy legends 3 okay. which is not even like a mainline final fantasy game it's it's like a offshoot game boy game kind of thing right um kind of like these random like rpgs that i played and then lunar legends was one i picked up for the game boy advance and i was just like oh it's just some kind of like rpg thing it's got this cat that can fly. It looks pretty cool. This girl's got blue hair. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Let's let's, let's try I this out. Um, but playing it, I was like, oh, this is really good. And then just kind of nice things in there were like um, the main character's um, friend, the the girl with blue hair. She would sing this like lullaby and stuff at points in the game. Oh. And I was just like, oh, this is like a soothing kind of like music thing going on here. And just going through and kind of being on that adventure with them, I remember just kind of like fondly in a weird way right yeah it was it was definitely a long game like i i had to go through quite a long time to do this yeah but this this may be one of like the first like game boy advance like large like jrpg kind of games that i beat oh really and i was like oh man when i got to the end i was like oh this is a little a little like <laughs> sad that i'm like done with it you know? it, it, it's funny that we complete opposites in like I never touched an RPG when I was younger. Oh man, like, crazy! Not even close. And yeah. hearing you, yeah, I was putting them on the on the Game Boy Advance and stuff. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Dang but, man. Yeah, it was it was a fun game though. And then they, what was it? Um, they came. So I mean, the game itself, Lunar Legends, was a kind of like a, a revamped, newer version of a previous game by mm-hmm. a, under a different name, kind of thing. It was still had like Lunar in the title, but like lunar silver star or something like that some other kind of thing it looked very anime on the um what's called the box art kind of stuff which is i think what drew me in i was like oh this reminds me of like you know sailor moon not not sailor moon in in general but just like that style of drawing yeah thing. it has that kind of like older 90s anime look and i was like oh it looks pretty cool i want to i want to play it and try it out and then that's kind of what drew me into it um but they i found out later later that they remade it again um, and it has like slight differences and there's a newer version that I have and I think it was it was probably like a PS1 classic kind of thing that you could get okay um, because I or like for PSP or something it might have even been PSP um, but I, I got that game eventually so I could play it on my Vita and I tried it out more recently because I was like oh man it's been forever since I played this game and the beginning parts had changed so drastically that I was like, whoa, is this even the same game? This doesn't seem familiar at all anymore. But then I got to the points where I hear like the main characters, friends, like lullaby and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, "Oh, here it is. Now it's coming. Yeah. And I'm just like, (laughs) wow. Like they changed up the battle system a little bit. Whereas Mm -hmm. it used to just be kind of like turn-based attacks and things like that. Now it's turn-based, but also slightly um, location-based. Like you see all the characters on the, like battle screen and if they're too far away from a creature they have to like get closer before they can actually attack it which was an interesting thing if you use like skills that bring you closer to it it's another like tactical kind of thing to think about right but i was like oh this is not not the exact same but it's still pretty like interesting and now it's a bit more advanced like strategy wise right okay this is 
this is actually nice because I don't feel like I'm playing the exact same game. So it feels new and yet also like but familiar. Slightly pulls, slightly pulls on those nostalgia strings. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I think too, like the the PSP version, they also added in like voice actors oh. as well to like some of the cutscene things, which was, I was just like, whoa, you guys talk now? <laughs> <This> <laughs> I don't remember this. Me. This is crazy. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is pretty cool though. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I remember that one very fondly. Now, what is your number seven, Michael? Uh, do you, do you do you think I'm Superman? Um, this is a trick question. <laughs> you know, it may be a rhetorical oh, because okay. I feel like Superman, oh, okay. and you know who also feels like Superman? Superman? Goldfinger. Oh, okay. What? And Goldfinger was a band that played in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, which is my oh, number wow. seven. That was that was a ride. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like Tony Hawk riding the skateboards. Oh, man. That's why I use the word. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Hawk Pro Skater is probably my favorite Tony Hawk game. Oh, okay. Okay. I played them all number two, three, underground, underground two. number five? No. That's the one I didn't play. <laughs> the black mark on Tony uh, yes. Hawk history. <laughs> but uh, something about these Tony Hawk games like they made me want a skateboard, not to oh, the yeah, extent yeah. where I actually did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to the extent where I tried and failed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I remember I never beat the game. I never oh, got okay. to the final level. Mm-hmm. I was always stuck on because there's the first one where you're in the little like warehouse thing with the half pipe, and then the little cage thing above and stuff. Yeah. And then you go down to then you go into a mall with the second level, and I can't remember the third level, but there's a. F- Fourth level, that's like a downhill level. Mm. And then I always got stuck on that one because I didn't want to progress because there were secret tapes in the game. Oh, okay, okay. That you could unlock. Gotcha. And I always use Bob Burnquist, my boy. <laughs> I love Bob Burnquist. I recognize that name for yeah. some reason. That's weird. He, he was my favorite. I don't know why I liked him. Yeah. But he was always, because they always- Did he have the best stats or something? No, he didn't, which is weird because <laughs> they, they always showed uh, the, the skateboarders, like a video mm-hmm. of them. Skating oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and there was Tony Hawk, and there was some other people I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, Bob Burnquist looked the coolest. I think yeah. it's because he had he always wore a helmet, uh, and he was always okay. like doing like weird half pipe stuff. I'm like, man, you're my guy. Yeah, yeah. So I always picked him. But it was always on that level where you're going downhill, and there's like these this half pipe you're going down, mm. and at the bottom, if you get enough height, there's this big pillar in the middle of the water with the secret tape on top. Oh, so yeah. you have to get enough hype, 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 <laughs> and then fly yourself over to the secret tape it. and then get it. Oh, I was not skilled enough to do it. <laughs> and I I don't, I think I had my sister try and she definitely couldn't do it. And my mom, I don't think my mom ever tried. Yeah. But I never, I think, I think it got to the point where I just stopped playing the game mm. because I couldn't progress anymore. And I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Oh man. I regret doing that because I wish I would have beaten the game. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know how it ends and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, and then we went on to Pro Skater 2 and all that stuff. Mm. But this one always holds that special memory to me because of the music and because I could never get that freaking <laughs> secret tape <laughs> that I want to still get to this day. Oh, man. <laughs> what did you play that on? That was... Uh, Dreamcast. Oh, Dreamcast. Okay. Most okay. of these games are on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to get you a Dreamcast that oh, you can... God. 
you can like play some of these things. I'm going to beat some of these games when I get that doctor money. I'm a doctor. <laughs> Getting that coffee money. Oh, not no, much money man. there. <laughs> What's your number eight? Uh, so one that I talked about before, Golden Sun. Oh yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about Golden Sun. Yeah, and I, I don't think I need to say much more about it because we've talked so much about Golden Sun in the past. <laughs> just just Nintendo, just make me another Golden Sun game. Come on, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Mic drop. We out of here. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, if they were to, if they were to remake, not even it doesn't even have to be a remake. If you just remastered Golden Sun, I'd be a happy boy. You'd be Michael. a happy boy. So so happy. Okay, remaster Golden Sun or remaster Ocarina of Time. Golden Sun. Oh wow, no I, hesitation. I'd choose it. Yeah, no <laughs> I hesitation. Choose, I choose Golden Sun. Because yeah. <laughs> like Zelda games, we got we got other Zelda games. You yes. know, like we got we got the Breath of the Wild sequel that's going to be coming out probably in like a few years. Yep. But fantastic. no, no golden sun on the horizon. No, nope. probably that we probably know for a yet. long time. Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh, man, Nintendo is just they're 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 missing a they're missing a real oh man a real opportunity. <laughs> I was gonna say real opportunity, but I'm like now it's it's a very cult <laughs> game probably at this point. Maybe maybe good old Doug Bowser. He's a oh man. Hopefully he's, he's a golden sun. He came to Nintendo addict, just to make know? golden sun remaster. Man, that would that would that would make my day. <laughs> but yeah, but the yeah, it's just just. If they were to make another Golden Sun, man, oh, it'd be so good. But uh, I'll throw in a fun fact because this is something I didn't know previously, and I learned it recently mm-hmm. um, from was uh, Gerard the Completionist. I saw that he had he had played the um, he had played Golden Sun on one of his more recent videos, I guess. And um, if you know who this YouTuber is, he goes through and plays video games to completion, so yep. he gets all the all the items plays all the levels beats all the bosses even like secret levels and stuff like that um so he did this for golden sun which i was like oh man props Just, that's <laughs> a lot yeah a lot of stuff to do there <laughs> especially when you get down to like the secret like weapons and stuff from like specific monsters that drop them mm-hmm. i was like man i didn't even think about that as being like a thing i thought it was i think back then i didn't i didn't think about it as if like these monsters dropped secret weapons kind of thing. I was just like, oh, I got a cool weapon for no reason. Maybe I was supposed to get that, you know? Luck. <laughs> but yeah, it was probably just luck-based. But um, but he, him talking about it, I guess when he did like some research, he found out that um, Golden Sun, so the, the first one on the Game Boy Advance and the second one, uh, Golden Sun, The Lost Age, um, those two games are actually, um, so they were supposed to be one full game. Oh, really? And because of like the amount of stuff that was going to be in there, they were just like, no, we have to cut it in half. Oh, so they wow. they left the and I never finished Golden Sun. I want to go back and finish it eventually. But um, they apparently cut the first game at like a somewhat of like a cliffhanger kind of thing, so that they could go into the second game and like finish up the entire story that they were trying to tell. Oh, that's and really, I was like, oh man, wow. this is crazy. I have to go through and play these things now. That's that's almost like different game but what they're doing with the sequel for hollow knight oh yeah it was yeah. going to be mm-hmm. um for that was it called the silk road or something something like that silk song yeah silk song yeah i was like silk road is <laughs> a different thing <laughs> it, it, it was going to be a dlc but like mm. we have just there's too much in this game yeah yeah so we're just going to make it a whole new game mm-hmm. or like uh god of war or god of war yeah yeah another one there too yeah it's like i wanted to put this in the game but it's too big it's gonna be too large <laughs> so let's just put it in the next game oh <laughs> uh. but yeah a lot of a lot of good stuff from that from that game though and i think i ended up stopping playing it because i was at a point where i knew i had missed i knew i had missed one of the um 
little like creatures you can collect, uh, the gins. Okay. And I knew I had missed one and I couldn't figure out how to get back. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I, I was I was on a tirade of like I'm trying to collect all of them and I was like I'm so deep into this <laughs> I can't just like restart the game and do it all again because it's gonna take a long time right so I think I ended up just like oh I, I think I probably just like lost the will to like keep on going because I'm like I want to finish it but at the same time like I know that I'm just gonna be annoyed that I missed this one in the previous city and now I can't go back I'm like, just like screw oh. it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I gotta, I gotta put this down. Oh gosh. Oh man. And the funny thing is, I had, I had that game, and I had the Lost Age. Like I, for some reason, I had both of them. I bought, I guess, like both of them, or I got both of them as gifts. I don't know how it happened, but I had both, and I was ready to play the next one once I finished the first one. But I just like nope, just nope. I just can't. <laughs> I just, and then I, I kept them for so long, and then eventually found out that um, the cartridges on the inside had corroded. Uh, of course. And then I was, I was going to play it, and I was like, why wouldn't it read the, the cartridge? And I looked, and I was like, oh, no, they're all, like, rusted. I can't use these things. No, you can't. And I had to throw them away. It was the saddest day ever. That would hurt. It did hurt. It hurt <laughs> real bad. <laughs> what's, your, what's your next one that doesn't hurt, Michael? Oh, this one definitely doesn't hurt. Um, that is Pokemon Crystal. Oh, so yeah. the Game Boy Advance and or, or Game no, Boy Color. Color. Yeah. This was the last Pokemon I, game I played mm-hmm. prior to uh, Sword. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I liked this one more than Silver and Gold. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I had I played Silver and I think Amanda played Gold. Uh, okay. Um, the thing I don't. It wasn't too much different from um, Silver and Gold. Yeah. But it was just there's like different. Um, things that they change, like they change the animations, like when you go into battle, your animation, oh, yeah, the yeah. Pokemon, would, Pokemon would do like a like a little move or something, mm-hmm. and that to me was like, oh my god, this is this is we're advancing in, yeah, graphics. we're advancing this in technology. <laughs> um, I like that the the um, legendary dogs were the prime. Oh yeah, yeah. More the prime so, focus, yeah, kind of thing. more so. Um, see. Was it Ho-Oh and Luia? No, oh, you're sorry. Uh, Su- do- Suicune? Suicune, yes. I yeah. can never say that name. Suicune was like the main. Like it was um, super strong and like you couldn't really catch it that easily until like the end of the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately don't remember the story in it or like who was the – they're Pokemon yeah. games because they don't have like a huge story. Yeah. But there was something – there was something either that Team Rocket was doing or there was like another weird thing going on. Yeah. I can't – I forget what it was. I, all I remember from that from that like generation was that like when you beat the game and you beat what was it? You beat all the gym leaders and then f- fought. I guess it must have been the elite four or something. Yeah. Then you <clears throat> unlocked the uh, what was it? Because that's the the Johto region, mm-hmm. right? Then you unlocked the Kanto region, which was the blue, red, and yellow. Oh, really? World, and I was like, this is crazy. Maybe, maybe that was the thing I liked a lot about, about it too. I don't even remember that at all. Yeah, it's like you you that's go through cool. all that stuff, and you're like, I'm done. And then they're like, No, we're going back, back. to Kanto. Yeah. <laughs> and I was oh, like, wow. Oh, it's crazy. I'm even more upset that I got rid of the game. God yeah. dang it. And then now that this is a super old game, so it's not spoilers for anybody, but cover your ears if you haven't played these and are going to play it sometime in the near future um when you go through and finish all that stuff um you so you go back to the kanto region go through and i think you get like their badges as well so you come out with 16 badges at the end of this this entire game um then you go and fight like their elite four kind of stuff the so after their elite four 
the final final, which was Lance in the in the the blue, yellow, and, and red, mm-hmm. right? Um, the final final person you fight is Ash or Red. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I and this that, yeah. because because he beat Lance or you beat Lance in yeah. the the previous generation, and now you're the top dog. And then this new kid that you're playing as has to go and fight your old self, and you're fighting your your old team like that. Pikachu and Bulbasaur and and not Bulbasaur but was it Blastoise Blastoise and, yeah Charizard uh, and Venusaur all, all these things it's just like oh this is crazy I forgot about that part yeah I know man man so uh, Pokemon <laughs> Crystal is my number one <laughs> but it's still reordering the list right now I think I don't want to say because I think Sword is my favorite Pokemon game yeah yeah but Crystal still holds that place. <laughs> I'm sure if I went back to Crystal and I played it now, it might be a closer decision. Yeah, yeah. But that might have actually been one of the games that I was. We were talking in the on the car. Sorry, on the car. We we're talking in the car on the way over to um, the what's it called. We're recording at, at the school. Our right location. Now. What? Oh, yeah, it's our, it's our special. It's our special <laughs> recording room. Our studio. Um, <clears throat> but on the in the car ride over. One, I think the game that I was thinking of that I was probably going to get on the DS, I think the other one was, it was like the, um, was it the gold or silver? One of those two oh, really? for, the, oh, for the 3DS. And I was like, ah, awesome. oh, it would have been great. I know. Is it like heart gold or heart silver kind of thing? <sighs> Jesus Christ. You should heart gold or soul silver or something like that. I have no idea. But, but yeah. Uh, that, now, that, now I'm thinking about those games. I want to go I play know. them again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's my number eight. What is your number nine? Uh, number nine, we're going towards GameCube territory now. Um. Yeah, and I see we're actually running a little long, so I'm like, okay, well, try to try to be less less long winded here. Um, Tales of Symphonia. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that one, um, I think we've talked about before. That's one of my favorite Tales games. Mm-hmm. Um, All I remember from that game is that old granny woman turns into that green monster. Yeah, yeah the very beginning. Yeah, the very of the beginning game. of the game. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, Michael, we have to we have to like sit down and play this game. For you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I, I love the characters in this game. Um, this was my first entry into the tales of series. Um, and ever, ever since I've just been, man, this, this, th- whatever this studio is doing, You're the doing right. Bandai Namco <laughs> or Nam- Namco Bandai, whatever they've been called over the ages, cause they've switched. The, they the order has changed before. And I'm just like, it's so weird. Um, but their, their like formula that they have going on is solid, you know? And now I'm just waiting for oh, the next Tales game, Tales of Fantastic. Um, I know people are saying Arise, but I want to I, I want to call it Arise. Whatever it's called, just give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it looks so good, especially for a Tales game. I know, because Tales has always kept that that specific art style. Mm-hmm. Small changes here and there, but not like huge ones. This one looks like a more drastic kind of change. I'm like, oh, I'm ready for it. Been waiting for this moment, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hopefully, we'll get that next year. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, that one's, that one's my one on there. First one in the GameCube area. Oh, okay. What's your next one, Michael? Uh, mine is Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, okay. Which is weird. I, I've never been like a huge Simpsons fan. Yeah. I never yeah. really watched the TV show. I've seen the movie, which mm-hmm. was very good in my mind. Yeah, that was actually really good. <laughs> it was very good. But, uh, the, the, the Simpsons Hit and Run was basically a Grand Theft Auto just, mm-hmm. just Simpsons. Just in the Simpsons yes. world. Yes. You could, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You could get any cars you could get, want, unlock cars. You could like yeah. go to a theater and watch um, one of their, their, what's their, there's a Tom and Jerry version that they have in the Oh yeah. It's like a wacky or is a cat and mouse. I can't <laughs> yeah, remember I what, what they're called, but you could watch like shorts of that in the theater. Uh, you can go to like an observatory. You can go wherever you want, but the game was also very glitchy. 
Oh, okay. and you could abuse that to your advantage. <laughs> like you could, I think I remember going into a phone booth and getting like Homer, and then un, um, unlocking a, uh, I think it was like a red Ferrari. Oh, but, okay. Um, the red Ferrari had like a boost, but if you like jumped off like a a certain like uh, ramp or something, yeah, yeah, you could like fly. Oh, for, like a good wow couple minutes Jeez, so instead of like huge... fast traveling you could just like go across the city you're there <laughs> so much fun safely made it guys exactly exactly <laughs> and this is i don't i don't think i ever beat the game because mm-hmm. i was just having too much fun just yeah. running over people and yeah yeah stealing people's cars and stuff because you could <laughs> yeah um but i i wish i could go back and play this game i there there have been rumors that this game was going to be uh like a remastered, remastered? oh because I, I was watching some youtube video where like the uh, the developer posted on twitter saying oh would you guys like a remaster of simpsons hit and run mm. and people were like oh my god are you gonna do it and he's like no i was just asking you a question <laughs> like oh man it's man up. don't toy with people's <laughs> exactly, emotions exactly like exactly yeah. but that would be that would be really cool if they did that I would that would buy be pretty that cool yeah I, yeah i've never played that game but i've always heard good oh, things about it so good so yeah I, and I, I i don't really care for the grand theft auto games yeah and me stuff, either but I, I think because Simpsons Hit and Run sounded like it was similar, but not like quite as you know like serious and yeah. like vulgar and stuff. Very it like very it'd be stupid. More fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my number nine. What is your number ten? Um, the or one that I have on there, one. Resident Evil Four. Oh man, so, Leon. Yeah. So this was now it's not it's not one of the first M rated games I played, but it was a game that I played, um, and I think. We, what did we do for this? I want to say that this was a game I think that I didn't own for quite a while, but um, um, our buddy Brandon had it because his dad had had the game. His dad bought the game to play. Right. And so because of that, like we kind of all shared it. And this is a game that like Angelo and I especially like went crazy over, just like going through Angelo even more than me. He, <laughs> he's he's played the mess out of that thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, going through this game, I think this is the this is actually the first Resident Evil game that I like played a lot of. I think I had tried like very briefly like Resident Evil Two or something at one point. Um, yeah, I think I was I was playing on someone's like Sega system or something, and I was just like, oh yeah, I don't really know what's going on in this game. These dogs are annoying. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not super nemesis. fun. I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, but but playing Resident Evil Four, I I had been reading like I think. Uh, game informer coverage about it and stuff and i was like oh man this is so cool it's so like gritty and there's like these crazy like townspeople and stuff and there's this dude with his bag over his head and he's got a chainsaw and i was like man it seems like it's gonna be a pretty like interesting like scary game and everything and so when we finally got to play it i was like whoa this is this is pretty this is pretty intense trying to go through and avoid people and Mm -hmm managing your your inventory and how much ammo you have and stuff saving saving on typewriters <laughs> oh yes yeah saving saving the president's daughter weird weird story in that game but um, <laughs> but the really game was so fun to play it's just like oh i didn't even care that mm-hmm. the story wasn't amazing you know a game another game i don't think i've played any of these games you mentioned dang really no that's crazy yeah <laughs> to be fair i don't think you played any of the games yeah I was gonna maybe say, tony hawk did you play? i think i've i dipped a toe into tony hawk okay. games you know? <laughs> fair um so my next one uh my number 10 is a um it wasn't a very big game or it is a big game in like japan and stuff but oh, okay a very simple game choo choo rocket 
Oh, okay. Choo Choo Rocket. I've heard of this Was game. on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Best system ever. Um, <laughs> it was on the Dreamcast. It was a very, very Japanese game. The mm. music was Japanese. Oh, okay. They weren't singing <laughs> Japanese, but it was very like anime-esque or like oh, pop okay, girlish okay. sounding yeah. and stuff. Gotcha. The object was there were cats and evil cats and you were mice. So you were on <laughs> a board and it was multi. You could play multiplayer. You can play single player, but with my family, we played multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have your little mouse hole, each player, and then you have these cats, and you're trying to get as many mice into your hole by the end of the game, oh, other okay. round. And whoever has the most mice wins. Yeah. Wait, are you guys all play as cats? Is that what it is? No, no. You're playing as the mice. The cats are the bad guys. Oh, gotcha. They're okay, like preventing yeah. you. If you were playing the single player mode, you would have to avoid the cats and like beat each stage by getting all the mice in your hole. Gotcha, okay. But the multiplayer thing is you start off with the, the mice holes and you're trying to get the mice into your thing, but you have arrows. So you place an mm. arrow on the map and the mice go over it and they'll go in that direction. Oh, so you're trying I to see. lead the mice into your hole, but you can like prevent other people from getting there. So you put an arrow by another person's hole and then it would <laughs> bring them around to their hole and then you'd put an arrow there and then go around. Ah, so it I got see. very, very frustrating with that art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember it, I never won, I think. I want to say my dad always won. Mm. It's one of those things luck. where it's like strategy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the upper strategy hand and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta know what you're doing, which directions to go. I would just place arrows and stuff. Yeah. But I always remember feeling very happy playing the game because there was a very upbeat, like spacey Japanese. That was a very bad rendition of that. But you, you get what I'm just saying. like that. You get what I'm saying. I'll okay. show you a video later to to uh, um, show you it and stuff. But yeah, right. it, uh, side little thing, it. It's really cool to know when other people play these games. Yeah. Again, Game Grumps, because I like the Game oh, Grumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aaron talks about Choo Choo Rocket very highly. Oh. And the Dreamcast is, I think, one of his favorite systems. Oh. And he did one a whole episode on it. And he was like, oh, man, this game is like one of my favorite games ever. I'm like, man, you understand me. <laughs> <laughs> you and me would get along We would get along well. so well. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's, that's Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah, okay. The next one that I put on here, um, I believe you have played. <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Oh, I have. Fantastic oh, game. Very, very fun game. Another game that I haven't, I think, yeah, there's there's like been like a few of on the list so far that I haven't finished, but this one I haven't finished, oh, that's surprisingly. I'm just finished. like, oh, man. I've, I don't even know what happened. It's like I, I was playing so much of it, and then <laughs> I, I, I just assumed that I, w- I was jumping between things without even really realizing it, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, oh, man. I loved the art direction that this game oh, took so in terms of like what the previous Zeldas were and what this one decided to be. Yep. I'm just like, oh man, it's so so colorful and vibrant and you know, it looks it looks more like a like cuter, like comic version mm-hmm. rather than kind of the the more like polygonal serious version it was going for with like Ocarina of Time and I never played Majora's Mask, but that one was more of like a dark, serious kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. I d I I have a memory of a Zelda game. I don't know if it's Wind Waker mm. or Twilight Princess. I want to say it's Wind Waker. There was a point where you're super high up in like this this dude's house. Okay. And there's a bunch of chickens. Hmm. And you can you're attacking the chickens blah 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 and you get them all bad. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow you open the bottom of the floor and you just fall. You okay. fall down into the water which is like 100 feet below. Yeah. You fall and then you can look up and you just see all these red chickens just falling down after you and they all <laughs> drown they disappear yeah. um, but i always remember that being like the funnest thing ever <laughs> i can't remember if it's wind waker or twilight princess oh, i have no idea then if there was water involved it may be a safe bet that it's the wind waker but, true yeah 
Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to finish this game eventually <laughs> and tell you tell you if I find them. <sighs> but yeah, I, I love just going around and exploring in this game too. Mm-hmm. But I I liked the the different characters. I feel like you got to kind of the I, I liked in the very beginning where you have you have your character right, um, who I always probably just named Link and stuff. <laughs> um, but you have your character and then his little sister, who's like oh, this adorable yeah. little girl, oh, cute. who like calls calls out to you from across like the island. You're like, oh! <laughs> i'm just like oh my gosh so cute um but yeah just kind of like going on this adventure to go and save her and i was like oh this is a this is a pretty like serious thing mm-hmm. and i i think actually even going back and starting it up a little while back like a few months ago or so i was i was at that point where i had to like leave and i was like oh this is this is pretty i remember it being a little sad and i was like oh i still this is still yeah. kind of sad like you're you have to leave the island to go find your sister your poor grandma and your grandma is like crying <laughs> i'm just like oh man it's like hits it hits pretty pretty hard there and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh but it's a lot of fun though the game had a nice twist at the end too mm, i'm gonna have to go and find this uh, twist then you will have to <laughs> um so then my next one mm-hmm. number 11 is bugs bunny crazy castle 2 Okay. This is for the Game Boy. <laughs> wow. This okay. is one of the earliest Game Boy games that I remember playing. It was in black and white, obviously. Game yeah. Boy. But it was your Bugs Bunny. And do you remember the, the witch in the in the Looney Tunes world? Yeah, yeah. Super crazy Vaguely. witch, mm-hmm. bigger, crazy hair. But it was her castle. And I don't remember why you're there. Either you're trying <laughs> Just to <'cause>. rescue somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. or something, or she stole something. I don't remember. She's trying to eat you or something, or something. You're trying to escape. I have no. No, you're going up. So you're you're trying to get something. <laughs> okay, okay. But you, the whole object of the game is you're in this castle and you're going up each level, but you're trying to. It's a horizontal thing. You're going from level to level, and there. It's weird. They have like Elmer Fudd and the Rooster Guy, and then. Porky the pig and all these other guys that are like the bad guys. Mm. And if you run into them, you, you die and you're trying to find the keys in the stage to get to the next floor of the tower. Okay. okay. And there's puzzles that there's like blocks that are blocking you and you're going in all these doors that lead to different sections. You're trying to find the main key. I never got far into this game because it was so freaking hard. Frustrating. (laughs) As most of those games were. Yes. Yes. But I don't, I think it was a, I think it was my sister's game, but we always, I would always play it because I wanted to proceed and get further in the game. Yeah, yeah. And the tune of the game was very catchy to me. Mm-hmm. But I remember, um, did we? I want to say we sold it at a garage sale. Ah, uh, yeah. And because I didn't want it anymore because I didn't want to play it anymore. Oh, okay. And I regret that decision like all my other decisions, <laughs> but. I think I went on YouTube later on and found like the the ending of it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not really missing much in the ending." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but playing playing it in the early stages, I remember enjoying it because it's Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, "Oh man, I'm solving these puzzles. I'm super smart," yeah. and I would get stuck. I'm like, "Man, I'm not super smart." <laughs> <laughs> oh, these puzzles just got harder all of a sudden. Exactly. What's going on? What are you on? doing to me, game? <laughs> but yeah, that, I think of that game fondly. Yeah, the 1991 amazing. game. Wow. Jeez, man. Yeah games older than you are i know (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) it was funny like going through all these different lists um of all these games from the past just to jog my memory and stuff of what i had played yeah i was it was crazy just looking through and seeing how many like licensed games were created back then so many things like all these disney games and 
Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Just like random movies. You get like Ratatouille all over the place. Yep. And Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters, like Matrix movies. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, man, this is... There were so many games back then that were just made because other things were popular at the time, like TV shows so and bad. stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we, we are where we are now mm-hmm. where there's more original games coming out and they're not based off of TV shows and things that are popular at the time. Right. I'm just like, this, this is much more interesting, but also like back then when you were a kid, it was, it was, care. it was, yeah, you didn't really care as much. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, these are all, these are all fun. Cause these are things I watch on TV and stuff. You yep. Know? But the next one I have on here, now we're moving to Xbox territory, oh, which oh. is basically where we're going to kind of stay. It's going to be Xbox and then the 360 later on. Um, but the first one I got on here is Splinter Cell. Ooh. So man, the and I, I just put the first Splinter Cell on this list. Um, the like Pandora Tomorrow was was a lot of fun as well, and improved on certain things inside the game. But um, first Splinter Cell is the one that really got me into the series. And I just have like the the biggest memory that I have from this is maybe one that I've said before, if not to you, but like on the podcast as well, possibly is. Um, because at the time we, uh, I was renting this from Blockbuster, um, I only had a period of time to play and like beat this game, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> which, looking back on it, I was like, oh, we should have just bought it because it would have... I ended up buying it eventually anyways. Right. But I was just like, we, we probably would have saved money if I had just bought it. Like, tried it out and then just realized that I liked it that much and just bought the game. Um, but we were renting it and because I was worried I wasn't going to finish the game before the rental period was over. I woke up super early on like one or two days and, um, brought, yeah, I think I, I brought my, I brought the Xbox plus the game and the controllers and stuff out to the garage in Hawaii <laughs> and kept all the lights off. Cause it's early in the morning. It's right. like before school and stuff and brought all, brought all the stuff out to the garage. Um, kept the lights off as I, as I made my way over there and then plugged it in and turned the TV down real low. Cause it was like a small, like, I don't know, 12 inch tube TV kind of yeah. thing that we had in there. <laughs> and, um, it was mostly used for like when my, when my dad would go and like ride his bike in the garage mm-hmm. on like his uh, bike trainer. And so I, I brought it out there so that I could plug it in and just try and play through as much of it as I could. <laughs> and then I think eventually like the, the, time would pass where it was getting close to you know like regular regular like time period in the morning yes and the the door would open and i would just kind of keep looking at the screen i'm like no i I need to i need to continue going but there's no way to like no there's no way to hide at that point (laughs) obviously the screen is lighting up like my face and stuff yeah playing this game you don't see me (laughs) (laughs) and then i get in trouble because i'm waking up early and when I should be sleeping and getting ready for school and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, but the game's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I should be sleeping, getting ready for school. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I remember doing that. And then I just remember, like, I think we kept adding a little bit extra to extend the amount of, like, time on the rental for mm-hmm. it. Or just, like, turn it in and then go back the next day and rent it again you and hope it was still there. Put a whole different disc in it and then just gave it back to them. Wow, that's real shady yourself. stuff. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have thought of that. No, I don't, I've never done that either. <laughs> but yeah, that one, that one, it's I've I've played pretty much. There's not that not many series that I've played every single game in the series, but Splinter Cell is is definitely one of them where I've mm. I've gotten to play all of them. Luckily, over the years, and right. it's like, oh, just give me another Splinter Cell, Ubisoft. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. 
Ubisoft Spain was teasing it. It's got to be happening, Michael. It's got to be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is, we mentioned this earlier, good old Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. The best Final Fantasy game ever. Oh, yeah. That's a hot topic. Um, <laughs> I won't dive into this one too much because I've already done it before. The premise mm. of the game is your character, you can pick four classes, and you're going out in the world and just leveling up your character and going exploring, going adventuring and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The crystals keep you safe. Yes. You the, to, the world are you trying is, to purify the world? Is that what it was? I think so. I think that's the main objective. Okay. Something along those lines. But you're when you stay in the bubble of your the crystal, you can breathe and stuff. And, yeah. But when someone picks up the crystal, because someone always has to be carrying it. Oh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. That's wrong. There's a, what are those puffy, there's puffy characters with like red. Like the chocobos or something? No, the, those are the birds, right? Yeah, the birds. Whatever the sure. puffy things are. I can't remember okay, what they're called. Okay. Um, they can um, hold it and carry it as you go along, but you yourself can grab it okay, and take it and then run away with it. Yeah. And the camera follows that. And my fondest memory, as I mentioned before, is uh, my friend Sebastian's friend was playing with us mm-hmm. and he would grab the crystal or the chalice or whatever and just run. <laughs> and we would be back with a bunch of monsters yeah. dying and not being able to breathe. And he would be laughing. Oh, oh, I took your air supply, blah, blah, blah. We'd be laughing too because it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> but, and I always remember getting like upgrades at the end of like each area you were and you get like a mithril sword or mithril armor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I wanted. This is so cool. And then you can connect it with the Game Boy Vans and then play it like that oh, way. Yeah, that's right. Oh my that. God, it was such good times. And I cannot wait for later this month. Oh is my it God, this month later for this real? month. Yeah. Wow. December. Holy crap. Dang. I just realized that now. I forgot that's when it was coming out. <laughs> that's too. crazy. I thought there was like nothing else that was coming out the rest of this year that's like really super amazing. But I thought it was this month. All right. That's totally possible. While you look that up, I'm going to go to the, the next one I have on here. Um, I had one called Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, wow. which is another, it's a surprising thing that um, this licensed game was so like awesome oh that's sad january 23rd 2020 yeah. okay okay so pretty close though we're like yeah. a couple months away then basically yeah um but yeah so pirates of the caribbean um i think i've mentioned to you before um but possibly not on the podcast that um when i got this game i got it at costco right mm. and now when you think of getting games at costco you're like hmm sounds kind of like especially back in the day it's like that's uh, kind of Kind of like sketchy a little bit. Like little you bit. don't you don't expect to get good video games from Costco kind of thing. Like on the very random times you'll get some good stuff, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Um, but this was one of the times where I was like, oh, I actually got a really great game from Costco and didn't even realize it. Pirates um, of the Caribbean. Yeah. So it was just <laughs> called Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the only tie-in with the movie that it had was that um the black pearl was in the game okay um it's not like barbosa was the captain of it i believe or anything like that and jack sparrow wasn't in the game nothing like that no like elizabeth or will things like that um but you you created you create like this or not i don't know if you really even create it you play as this captain he's he's kind of like you have a ship and you start off with a real like small ship and then somehow later on to like the next like area that you go to you run across the pirates that that are aboard the the black pearl Mm. and that's kind of where like the story starts to pick up and whatnot 
Um, but the the most fun part of this game is just sailing around on the the ocean and stuff. So you can you can be in in like actual like ocean mode, like where you you see your ship and you're sailing and whatnot, or you can just um, and that's that's usually like when you're actually like playing against other ships. So like you'll you'll just kind of control your ship as it's going from place to place, and mm-hmm. if you run into an enemy ship um, icon or like a or like ships that are like neutral or someone that you just kind of like want to fight against, you can choose to go into battle against them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you, they'll, sometimes they'll come after you, in which case you can either fight them or avoid them if you're fast enough. Um, or if it's like a neutral ship, you can choose to like go back into the the sea view and whatnot, and you can ride up against them and then like start attacking them and and then your relationship with the country that owns the ship changes and so you can become like a pirate if you want to or you can become like allies with certain countries and things so this is this is this is where assassin's creed black flag got their part quite possibly (laughs) (laughs) quite possibly but it's like it's like the um the rpg version of of like uh like a pirate game, basically oh, one of the the earlier ones that I can think of, at least. You're selling me on this game for sure. Yeah, this was a this was a real fun game. I got Angelo into this game as well because I, I had the copy and so I let him borrow it, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh my gosh, like this is this is great, <laughs> this like is very good." <laughs> so like, and so we both got super into it. To the, and it was just one of those games where I think he eventually bought it as well, and so both of us would play this game like side by side with like two TVs in his room or in my room kind of thing. Oh, gee days. Yeah. Oh man. That, and that was like middle school days probably. Um, but the, and then just kind of funny, like random fact is the, um, so this game came in a bundle package at Costco. Mm -hmm. Um, it was this game, if I remember right. Um, which is the only reason I bought the, I wanted the the bundle in the first place. The other two games I wasn't interested in and I was just like, well, I have them still. But, um, so you got Pirates of the Caribbean in this bundle. You also got, I think it was NHL 2004 and I think NBA Drive 2004. NBA Drive. And at the time I was like, what do these games have to do with anything? Like, why are they bundled together? And I think it was some kind of like, like family bundle kind of like family game bundle okay. and i'm like that's so weird but i want this pirates game because because i'm like pirates of the caribbean that it's sounds great. cool it's like my favorite ride at disneyland of course i want to play this game <laughs> and i was just like oh i'll never regret buying this game ever <laughs> I, I wouldn't either it sounds fantastic oh yeah it's a lot of fun the sword play wasn't amazing in the game it was it was like an, an original xbox game yeah. and stuff so i was like oh man when you're fighting against um, enemy like like enemies and stuff, if you aren't like quick enough with like the blocking, they can take your health down pretty quickly. Oh. Or if you're fighting against enemies that have really strong swords, they can sometimes like even if you're even if you are blocking, they'll get some damage in on your health. So if you're not careful, it's it's kind of like when games were like almost unfairly hard back yeah. back in the day where it's just like why did i just die just now i was blocking clearly and then as you start to like see you see that they have stronger swords and so they're attacking you and you're losing health even though you're blocking right so i'm just like oh man <laughs> but once you start to like you know figure things out figure out where some of the danger areas are and get better equipment then you're more evenly matched and then the game is is fine right but yeah, that that's along with just like boarding ships was one of some of the more like fun mechanics in the game. You, you all you have to do is get up close to them, like you kind of disable their like sails and things like that. 
you shoot like specific cannonballs so that they stop moving. And then if you're going a similar speed to what they are, or you slow down enough, then you can get the option to board their ship. And then you just have to defeat the, the their their crew, and then you get to either keep their ship or sink it. Oh, yeah, and then you get all the the loot and stuff as well. I'm just like, oh, it's it's quite addicting. They need to remaster this one too, then. All right, that's so why I'm just like, ah <laughs> oh, man. When they eventually came out with Pirates of the Caribbean games that actually had like Jack Sparrow in it and stuff, I was I was hoping it was going to be like this one, and it, it, I don't it think it was. So no. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's too it's too cartoony and licensed now. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's not fun Freaking anymore. Disney. <laughs> yeah, but fun game though. Fun game. Cool. Um. Cool. <laughs> um, so my next game is another game I've talked about mm-hmm. before, and that is my favorite racing game, and that is Need for Speed Underground Two. Oh yeah. Um, I've talked about now. This, there is a story mode there, not fantastic, mm-hmm. but the the aspect of driving around in the open in an open uh, I forget what the city was called, but you're driving around in a city at night. It always stays nighttime. Oh yeah. It doesn't yeah. change it doesn't change it today and it's mm. almost like raining too so you get that like almost uh, like kind of like glossy, glossy neon feel yes very much so um but you go go around doing events doing drifting or races or whatever mm-hmm. um the customization was always my favorite you could neons there's paints and there was like vinyls and there's a whole bunch of stuff you could go through yeah but my favorite part of the game was the soundtrack and i've talked about this before it's so good like the opening song of the game is little John's uh, um, uh, what's the song called? Um, uh, I was gonna say I don't even know any oh, little John songs. Did, did, did. Oh, oh that, that one. One. <laughs> I don't know the beginning of it, but that one was the opening song to the game. Oh, okay, okay. And you could be driving around, and that song would play, and then it would switch to uh, Black Betty. Uh, oh, Black Betty! Oh, God, it was yeah. so good. And then it would switch to like some like. Um, like heavy metal, like ACDC song. Oh, wow. Like, I think it was Highway to Hell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, this is what I want to be listening to when I'm driving. Yeah. Especially <laughs> at nighttime. <laughs> and there was there was no, uh, there might have been cops, but only if you did like a whole bunch of damage. Oh, okay. So you never had to worry about cops following you if you drove past them or whatever. Mm. You were just at your own will doing whatever you wanted. Yeah. It's always so good to me. Mm. That's like a real important part of all these like racing games or or like even like skateboarding games things like that is like the soundtrack has to be oh really my God, good it's got to be real good yeah if it's lacking then it's not gonna be as fun yeah yeah it's like like wrestling if the, if the crowd's not into a wrestling match mm. it kind of takes away from the match itself yeah yeah it's like <laughs> oh, i don't really want to watch or play this kind of exactly thing. exactly oh man well what's your next one though um next one is one called phantom dust oh um, oh i know this one. i've seen yeah you play this one. So, yeah as i said you might have seen me play this before um, really weird kind of like cult classic game. Um, but they, a while back, I think a few years ago, they, on, or I say they, uh, Microsoft on a conference made the announcement that they were going to do a, uh, remaster or like, a remake or remaster of Phantom Dust. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, man, <laughs> you guys are going nuts. You're going crazy here. Cause it was, I was super excited. And then hadn't heard about it for a long time and then finally eventually found out that i guess it had gotten canceled at one point uh-huh. and i was like oh that sucks because that was that would have been like one super exciting thing to see is like the phantom dust like in a reimagined and everything like that mm-hmm. but um yeah the game it's like you you play as these people with like superpowers basically 
and kind of has an interesting battle mechanic where you change out the kind of like uh, abilities that you have. Okay. It's like you'll you'll find these abilities over time, and it's almost like a interesting like card system in a way. Right. Uh, but you can have so many abilities that you bring into like a battle with you. Um, but when you're in the battle, you're free. You're, like you're running around like all over the place on the map, and then you use your abilities to you know, like take down the the enemies basically. But I always just liked the the way that the combat felt because when you would knock somebody down, um, yeah, either, either just knock them down or sometimes you could knock them like off of like ledges and things. Mm. Um, you would knock the person down and then their body would hit the ground like hard enough that it makes like a crater a little bit, like a small crater in the ground. And it was always like a very satisfying kind of thing where it's like you knock them, you knock them over and then this crater just like, and I was like, oh man, I'm so powerful. Yeah. It's like, you feel like the impact when it happens. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, that's crazy. But, um, I liked that, that you could do stuff like that. And then even like knocking them off of ledges, um, they take the damage from your skill that you used and then also take a little bit of extra damage um, from falling off the map. Oh, okay. And then when they reappeared on the map, they'd make that crater thing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was a fun kind of experience just going through. The story was very strange. Like, nobody has memories and you're trying to figure out what's going on with this world. Mm-hmm. Did you ever beat it? But, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Had some pretty cool twists in the, in the story. And I was like, oh, man, this is pretty... I wasn't expecting this to like happen, but it's pretty wild. <laughs> but um, the nice thing, though, uh, even though the um, remaster or remake, whatever they were going to do with it, um, got canceled, they put up the game for free on Xbox One. Oh, so wow. I think pretty much anybody can just download it, and I think that was like a concession because it's like, oh, we told you guys we were going to be making this thing, and people were excited, and then we canceled we it. So <laughs> we'll at least give you the other game for free. And I was like, okay, that's that's very nice. We get Xbox canceling games. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was back, like, kind of somewhat earlier in the, the console generation when there were a lot of things that were being announced, and then all of a sudden they were just disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess it sounded like it's because, like, the projects weren't doing super well. Right. I think for the Phantom Dust project specifically, um, they mentioned that, I think, like, the, the amount of money that it would have taken to finish, like, the game and stuff was was going to be way too much. Oh, really? I, I think they were saying it was going to be close to, like, 5 million or something oh, like that. Oh, my goodness. Which, for for a, like, more of a cult classic game, is a bit high. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's that's tough. Yeah, so I understood business-wise why they probably couldn't go through with it, mm-hmm. but still sad, though. Man. Yeah. What's your, what's your next one, Michael? Um, my next one, um, going with the um, Underground route, mm. is Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, oh yeah. now this was the first installment of an actual story mm-hmm. in the Tony Hawk series. Um, you, I always get number one and two confused. It's either number one was Tony Hawk um, bringing you on, and you're on this underground tour and trying to get the highest. Rank. Mm, yeah, and you meet like Bam Margera and and. Uh, Bob Bob Burnquist is there. Yeah, Bob Burnquist, <laughs> of course. Um, and then Tony Hawk and all these other people, and then you go to all these different countries around the world, like Australia and, and Spain and Brazil and all this stuff, where Bob Burnquist is from. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's either that one or you're you're in teams, Bam Margera's team versus Tony Hawk's team. I'm pretty sure that's number two. Mm. But this one, Tony Hawk's Underground One, 
uh, main story. It's almost like an open world Tony Hawk game. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, so you weren't restri- you were still restricted because it was an open world, yeah. but it was like double or triple the size of the old pro skater games. And you can go around and talk to people and do like side missions and stuff and unlock like secret people that would ha- come out and give you like uh, super cool skateboards or like motorized things. You can just ride around and stuff. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. And there's voice acting in it, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not great voice acting. Not great voice acting because <laughs> none of them are yeah. voice actors. Oh, so it was themselves. the actual. It was the actual gotcha. skaters and stuff. And there was like behind the scenes stuff you can unlock and like watch videos and stuff. <laughs> really, really cool. Um, I debated on which one was better, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 or 2. Or Underground 1 or Underground 2. Underground 1 or 2, yes. Yeah. Um, but I settled on 1 um, just for the fact I beat 1. Oh, gotcha. And in my mind, that means I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I liked it more than 2. Yeah, you're I more think, invested in seeing it through to the end. I think 2 had too much Bam Margera in it. Uh, and okay. I like Bam Margera, but... N- not that much. Not that much. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Okay. As you can tell, I really like skateboarding games. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm surprised that like, I expected multiple Sonic games on the list. I was surprised that there's two skateboarding games mm-hmm. on there. And I was like, oh, I wish I was a skateboarder. Uh, yeah. What's your next game? <laughs> uh, the next one is one that's popular with a lot of people. Uh, Halo 1. Oh, Combat Evolved. Yeah, I played yeah. that one. So, um, and I think one of the main reasons I, I remember this fondly too is because I... All, like aside from playing it on my own and just playing as Master Chief and going through and fighting the Covenant and all those people, mm-hmm. um, it was it was something that I actually played with my dad as well. Oh, so like we both, that. yeah, we both we both played the co-op together, which was a lot of fun. And the I think I'm trying to figure out. I think the next time that I probably visit and stuff, I'll probably end up bringing my Xbox because now that we have the Master Chief collection and stuff, I may be able to hook it up so that we can play, play it again, play it again, which would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah. And the the nice thing too is that um, I know my, my dad was a fan of the first game. Um, not so crazy about the second or third one because you also played as the, the Arbiter in there. Oh, okay. The, the Covenant Elite that you had like a rivalry with in the first game basically. Um, but yeah, the, and I mean, I wasn't crazy about those parts either where you played as the covenant and stuff. Cause I didn't really care for the, like the plasma weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just didn't feel as Fluid like, they didn't feel as good as the like human, like assault rifles and pistols and things. They felt kind of more, I don't know, like airy. They didn't feel like they had that, that oomph when you actually like used them. America. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, going through and playing number two on the, uh, master chief collection, after it's been like remastered and stuff, I was like, "Whoa, this feels this feels real good, and it looks really nice." Oh man, I remember. Did we did we beat number one two together? I think we did Chief beat number. Collection? I think we beat number one and maybe number two as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, we might have to we might have to go through and play the next. Did we? I don't know if you played three with me or not. No, I don't think I did. Okay, because I I I remember I went through and played one two and three, and then I started number four, and mm-hmm. then I have to go and finish four and five eventually still. But but I, I I've, after like going through I was like oh yeah like I still I still remember the the last level of the first game where you're riding through this oh, spaceship yeah. and <laughs> things are exploding around you and I was like oh man they just had such a good way with like the cinematic story and everything mm-hmm. making things feel like dire yep. even though you know I mean I think, I think on if, a couch if you don't a game. yeah even you're on a couch <laughs> playing a game if you don't make it out in time I think you do just like blow up and then. And then you have to like do Restart, it again, yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Just like the the frantic nature of going through and having to drive this warthog, which sucks to drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. 
<laughs> oh goodness! But what's your what's your next one? Uh, my next one is my favorite fighting game, oh. and that doesn't say a lot because I don't really play fighting games. Yeah, I was just adding that you had a favorite fighting <laughs> uh, game. Dead or Alive Two. Wow! For the Dreamcast. Crazy. It was okay. the only fighting game we had. No, okay, that's that's wrong. We also had um, uh, like Tekken or King of Fighters or King something? of Fighters for uh, the Dreamcast okay. that we had. We played that one a little bit, but Dead or Alive 2 was my favorite. Story mode was complete garbage. <laughs> there wasn't really a story mode. There was this weird... As most fighting games are. Every character right? you chose, you would get to the final boss, and there's this, this weird dude with a big nose, and he had wings. Oh, the Tengu. Is that his name? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. No idea who he was or yeah. what we were doing there. But I only... I did most of the characters' story and stuff and bleed it. Mm. But when I played people, I only chose one character. Was one it? character only. Because he was the coolest character. Oh, he? Okay. Yeah. Was it... Okay, I'm trying to think of he's Like Hayate or something? Nope. Or one of the ninjas? Nope. Think of a cool-looking dude. Cool-looking dude. Sunglasses. Sun- oh, you're talking about um, uh, the boxer dude. What's his name? Um, Zach? Yeah. Ah, okay, Zach yeah. was my favorite. <laughs> he had super cool kicks. He would do like Michael Jackson's with paw moves. Yeah, yeah. It also- Wait, Michael Jackson? <laughs> yeah. Um, like you mean like not, Bruce Lee? <laughs> not, okay, I see. It wasn't. I did the voice. The yeah. noise wrong. Yes. It was more like Michael Jackson moves gotcha. or sounds. Um, but uh, his costumes were always my favorite because he had one where he had uh, he would have oh, like yeah, yeah. neon green hair, mm-hmm. like army slacks, and there was one he was in like an alien suit. Oh yeah, Zach, Zach was always the Zach weirdest. Was so oh, cool. Man. I'm like, man, I want to be Zach. <laughs> I honestly did. But um, he was he's a fun character to play with. He though. was very fun. Yeah. Um, again, I always. I played with Amanda a lot mm-hmm. and I played with my friend Sebastian a lot because yeah, he was yeah. very good at video games. But that was the one thing I, that's why I never got into the other dead or alive games. Cause the story mode for uh, dead or alive two okay. was just never, I'm like, I, why is this here? Yeah. Yeah. There's no, the, you're not really telling me anything. You're just fighting a new person. Yeah. I remember at the end when you're fighting, what's his name? Uh, I think he's like a Tengu. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's his name, but he, he is a Tengu. For he says something like, like, oh, man, you, I'm going to defeat you, and I'm going to take over, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And your character's like, no, you're not. I'm going to save the day. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this is this is real stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Dead or Alive 2. And you have, what was the newest one that came out, 6? Uh, yeah, 6, yeah. I was tempted to get it. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, no. I'll only play it for <laughs> once, one time probably, and then never play it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but what's your next one? Um, the next one I have is called Deus Ex Invisible War. Oh, is that so, the first one? Um, I don't think it's, it's definitely not the first one ever, um, but this is the first Deus Ex game that I ever played. Um, okay. And I, I don't know if there was another Deus Ex before this on the Xbox, um, but this one was, like, one of the reasons I got into the Deus Ex series was just because of the number of different endings they had in this game mm-hmm. and it's just kind of it's like steampunk or like like futuristic steampunk meets um like a open world fantasy kind of like genre right? right where you can you can go around obviously you're not using like swords and things but you get stuff like stun batons and um stun guns and different kinds of like you know like long range weapons and things like that to use um i think though too they had they had interesting weapons in in this game where like one of them i think it was called a bolt caster okay and it shot these like needle darts that weren't they weren't like insta kill kind of things but they would slowly drain health and i think because they were like poisoned or something but i just remembered like 
you just kind of like sneaking around, shooting a bunch of these bolt casters into like enemies, and then them them trying to like run around and find like where I was, and then eventually like <laughs> knock out because of the <laughs> because of the the sleeping poison or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the kind of the amount of choices that you had to do like main missions or side missions in the game was was refreshing, mm-hmm. you know, for for playing games like that in like first person shooter kind of style. You like those sneaky games. I do. You know, I like the I like the games where I can be sneaky. You know, <laughs> uh, but then they had a nice, um, like, uh, it's like a bionic modification kind of system as well, where like you would find these. Um, I think they were like like nano bots, like um, packages or things that you would use on yourself. Okay. And you could either use like the the normal ones that you find, or sometimes you'd find these like special like black market versions. Mm. And the black market versions could unlock kind of like more like secret abilities mm. and stuff as well. That's cool. Yeah, but you kind of had to choose which ones you wanted because you could only put like, you could either put a regular one on there or a black market one. And then that would change the type of skill that was in that specific like uh, ring on like the skill tree. Right. So it was it was fun trying to like, mix and match and see which ones you actually wanted to use and then getting to the end of the game where there's like was it like conspiracy alien kind of things going on and just like oh it's a lot of things happening but was, was this cool. the one before uh mankind uh, divided oh this was the one before human revolution okay, which that's was the, before okay, mankind, mankind divided okay. yeah okay wanted to yeah sure. and i don't i don't even think your character plays any it's like this this game is i separate. think pretty separate from the ones where like adam jensen was the oh, main okay. character and stuff but the I, I remember too. I think the thing that got me interested in, in the game was the uh, opening trailer. Mm. Had like a really cool scene where this dude's walking around in like a hood and like he looks suspicious, right? And in this kind of like futuristic city, and he sets off this weird. Uh, I guess like security bots like see him and target him as like being suspicious, and then he like sets off this weird like I guess like nanotechnology in the heart of the city, and anything that comes into contact with this thing starts to dissolve basically. And it's basically like showing that this, like you know, quote unquote terrorist within this game world took out like a large city using some kind of like experimental nanotech weapon. Mm. And then that's kind of like you start to, I think I think you're close to the city or like you're in a part of the city that hasn't been affected yet. Okay. Um, when this does go off, and you're kind of like a trainee at this facility, and then you have to make your way through the facility and escape before like the the nanobot like technology like hits where you are and mm-hmm. that's kind of how the game starts out that's really cool so yeah it was, it was pretty like high stakes and i was like oh man a lot of a lot of things happening and this was an xbox game right yeah yeah i played this on xbox yeah and angela that. and i got into real into this one too i was and about to I ask tried yeah. to, i tried to get him into um human revolution when that came out for the 360 and ps3 and i i think i i got him the game so that he could play it and we could play it together um kind of like how we had done with invisible war yeah and then and I think it probably just didn't like he he was playing other things or busy with like whatever other things like music and stuff like that. Yeah. And so when I'd be like, "Hey, you ready to play Human Revolution?" He's like, "Oh, I played that man. I, I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about." Yeah. I'm like, "You didn't you didn't play you it didn't at all? Touch <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't played it yet." <laughs> so yeah, we played it and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's your what's your next one? We only got what? How many is that? Five four more? more. Four more. Yeah. Oh four yeah, more. five for you. Yeah. Um, my next one is another game I've mentioned before: mm-hmm. Fur Fighters. Oh. For the Dreamcast, I feel like eighty percent of this is Dreamcast games. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like Michael's list is all the Dreamcast games. Um, but for fighters, I'll mention again, it's where your your animals, either a dog, a cat, a bear, that's right, a dragon, a turtle, whatever. But you're standing like 
humans, humanoid posture, but you have guns. Mm. And you're going around oh, the map weird. and you're shooting each other. Oh, and it's okay, almost okay. like it's like a Call of Duty or a Gotcha. Um Yeah. Battlefield. Battlefield, like yeah, something like that. But you're doing that and you're doing that multiplayer. But this one there was a story in the game too where I never this was another multiplayer one that I played when I was younger, man. I, I mm-hmm. was a multiplayer person. Yeah, when I was younger, maybe apparently. you like you got all your multiplayer stuff like out of the way when you're younger, and you're like, oh, I'm so tired of it. Now. Maybe <laughs> I just want to play games by myself. Yeah, but I remember the story. It was a very like, uh, I think the evil villain was like a bear. Okay, yeah. And there was like some like dark conspiracy thing like going on, and I remember being afraid at one point because he like kidnapped one of the animals, and in my mind. It didn't show what he did to them, but I think he like, like ate them. Wow! From what geez. I remember, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, I'm not playing the single player mode anymore because I'm afraid. <laughs> and anyway, he's gonna to- eat me if I play it. <laughs> he was, and and I went back to the multiplayer and started playing with Amanda and Sebastian and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. But the other cool thing about it was, um, you could um, unlock these different guns, and there's this one gun I remember it was like some kind of like bazooka gun. Hmm. And it was on the like hardest point of the map you can get. Oh, if yeah. you got it, it was like an automatic like win. Oh, like, it's a one okay. shot kill, you win. Yeah. Not yeah. like the game's over, but you can just keep using it. And you yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember Amanda being very frustrated playing this game because I was slightly better than her. At it. <laughs> You'd get to it just before she I'd did. Just get, just right get it every time. She did, and she's like, "Okay, I lose." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna beat you later on in Pokemon too. Don't worry." Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was another game. I think this one's like a cult classic too. Oh, okay. And not yeah. too many people know about it. Mm-hmm. And when you type it in like Dreamcast games on Google, this one never pops up. Uh, like one of those under the wraps games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well kept secrets kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But not anymore because we're. Yeah. Now, now we're telling world. people. <laughs> They're going to go out and buy it. <laughs> Please don't because I want them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, the next one I have on here Enter the Matrix. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Strange, strange game. It sounds like it would be a bad idea. It does. <laughs> Uh, and you don't even play as Neo in this game. Oh, okay. You play as, you can choose to either play as Niobe, which is one of the other captains in the movies, if you've ever seen the movies. Nope. Um, or you can play as her kind of like number number one in command kind of thing. Um, uh, Ghost is his name. Oh, okay. So he's, he's pretty cool too. You do see Morpheus within the game. Oh, okay. Um, but <clears throat> it's like you, you play as, you can choose whichever one you want in the very beginning. And depending on the one you choose, the game path that you take is slightly different um i think you you have one or two like different levels compared to like the other path kind of thing so you can play it more than once to like see what both things are essentially Mm -hmm. um but then you also get like live action scenes sometimes throughout the game of things that were happening in the movie as well okay because things that you did in this game actually happened in the movie universe so it's like when you're you're going to meet up with like the different captains and stuff in this kind of like secret area, um, and then the area gets attacked by like agents basically. Um, that scene like happens within the movies as well. I think number two or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of cool to to know that like something's like know that these things are happening, and as if you're like playing as like the characters that were in the movie, but you don't get to see their story and whatnot. Oh. But I think just the, the most fun part is just going into like the slow, like bullet time kind of thing. Of course. I, I don't even think it's, it's not even called bullet time. No, it's, it's just the slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, it's Max Payne. But just the, the slow-mo where you, you could kind of jump and enter this slow-mo thing and start 
shooting and you get the the cool like bullet effects the trails yeah yeah the bullet trails behind and then um when you're doing that you can you can run on like walls and do Ooh. like cartwheel flips as you're shooting and things like that as well you had a meter which you had to watch to see like if it if it ran out then you run out of the slow-mo kind of oh, thing okay but even in <clears throat> in regular like speed you could still like wall run and jump and things Ooh. like that so it was it was a fun just kind of ridiculous licensed game wow, you have two licensed games that crazy <laughs> i know it's crazy but this one was just a lot of fun and also just for the xbox you know Ooh. i mean they had it for other other consoles too but i was just like yeah just these weird kind of random games that are just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, the more fun parts was, um, I think you specifically have to play as Niobe, I believe. Okay. Um, and then one of the levels you end up playing is you get to fight against, um, I think you fight against either Ghost or like the, the Keymaker dude, who's a character within the second movie. Okay. Um, but you, you fight in this kind of like, Japanese Zen garden basically and you could do all these like funny like cool you it's this is all not like it's fist combat instead of like gun combat right so now you're doing these cool like you jump in the air and do kicks and they'll go flying and stuff and you could kick them off of like you can kick be on like the bridge and then kick them into the like uh what are those things called like uh bridge rails basically and they're made of wood so then he they crash through it and fly through and it's like oh it's a lot of just ridiculous fun you know (laughs) (laughs) i am the matrix i am the matrix (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's a it's a fun little game if people ever go and try it that's cool yeah um so my next one is one i've never mentioned before and Mm -hmm. also for the dreamcast (laughs) dynamite cop Oh. I totally forgot about this game. Yeah, yeah. You um you are playing as a SWAT team. Okay. And you either choose a girl, I forgot the names, girl, blonde dude, and a um uh, African American guy. Okay, yeah. You pick any of them and you're going out to this cruise ship and there's terrorists on there and you have to fight them. It's your it's, it's almost like um uh, what's a game that it's like think of Time Crisis, not what's that arcade shooter game? Yeah, yeah, uh, Time Crisis. Time Crisis, like that, but in like third person. Oh, okay, okay. You can see your characters and stuff, and you're kind of high up in the yeah. camera. But you're on these thing on this cruise ship, and you're you're punching, you're fighting, you grab guns, and you shoot people. But the weird thing about this game, I'm gonna be honest here, yeah, is when you get hit enough, you lose your clothing. What the? And you slowly lose your clothing, <laughs> and. Me being younger, you pick the girl. Character. I would pick the girl. <laughs> she wouldn't go all the way naked. Yeah, She'd I would just assume, go down yeah. to her, her sports bra or whatever, and yeah. then her like, like short shorts. Oh, short shorts. Okay. And gotcha. there would be times like, oh man, I'm just gonna get beat up so I can see a girl in her her underwear and stuff. <laughs> really bad. Were idea. you like a teenager when you? No, this, I was, or, it was this. Or pretty young. I was like 10, 11. Like preteen. Okay. Yeah, preteen. Gotcha. Going through those hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I remember we never beat the game. We always get stuck on a another multiplayer game oh, or yeah. co-op. I'm stuck on this um, part where there's this big, like, big dude with like bazooka, mm-hmm. and we could never get past it. But I always remember that always being the reason why I wanted to play that. We would go over to our neighbor's house, and he would have the Dreamcast too. He's like, "Oh, what game do you want to play?" And I'm like, "Dynamite Cop." He's like, "Oh, I was like, because it's fun." And I would pick the girl. I'm like, "Oh man, I see a girl in her panties." Oh, very, very. The game was fun itself. The combat and like yeah, shooting yeah. itself was really fun. Yeah, just a weird little, <laughs> a weird little, weird little <laughs> design choice they made. I've never seen that in a game before. Yeah, like, I would assume still. it's probably like just a way to kind of show health in some capacity. It was, yeah, yeah. 
And when you did get health, you would reclothe. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, re- really fun game nice. that I totally forgot about until recently. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Um, the next one. Um, now we're getting towards the Xbox 360 era. Mm. So now, since we got only three left, um, first one I got on here is Dead Space. Mm. Oh, that's a good game. Oh, such a good game. One of the good game to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great game to play <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, one of the the few games that are scary but also fun mm-hmm. you know like you're not you're you're terrified to go around the next <laughs> corner because of the necromorphs and all the the crazy monsters they have but um at the same time like you're it's it kind of like makes the experience even more intense for you yep. you're constantly watching like you you see grates and you know where these things can pop out from and so you just you watch these grates like a hawk and you're just like okay i'm coming towards you <laughs> If you pop out, I'm ready. I'm going to punch the And then screen. nothing happens. You're like, okay, I'm cool. And then something comes from behind you. And you're just like, no. <laughs> I remember watching you play the ending of it. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And that was a nightmare. Because you had a, you had a, you're Moving, pushing that yeah, arc this thing. Lar- you're, yeah, pushing this large artifact <sighs> through this level, like and with your stasis pull, as you're are, also fighting off enemies. And I'm just oh, like, oh. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it was, it was tough, man. But yeah, one of the games that, that I hope... Like I hope the series eventually gets like remade or something, just because it would like seeing what Dead Space could be in oh a newer God. form would be terrifying. I don't want to know what that would be like. Man, that'd be intense. <laughs> PT, but in space. Oh geez, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they had like cool design choices too. Like just the um, the suit that that your character Isaac um, wore. Like he's an engineer. He's not like a regular combat person. Mm-hmm. But the suit on his back this spine kind of like lights up and that's your health bar you don't have a health bar posted anywhere else that was really cool yeah yeah and then the um ammo counter instead of it being like you know like there's basically no like hud on this like screen kind of thing that you're looking at Mm -hmm. um but like the ammo counter appears right above your weapon as like a hologram so it's it's these interesting ways that they kind of use to hide the normal like user interface that you see in video games while still allowing you to like make sense of what's going on in the game yep so it's pretty, pretty, pretty intense in that game, but a lot of fun. When did it come out again? Uh, 2008. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was real close was to right the cutoff the there. Man. I was just like, oh man. Yeah. And the last, the last couple ones, there was 2007, 2006 for the other ones. Like okay. That. But yeah. Getting, getting close, but just barely squeaked in there. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your third to the last, Michael? Uh, my third to the last is one way out of left field. Mm. It got like thrown back in from the stands. Call of Duty. Oh no, way Black Ops Two. <laughs> no, worse. Not worse, but just you would have never guessed this. Oh yeah, the Magic School Bus PC game. Wow, definitely would have never. Expected no, that. not at all. I was going through all the games that I was playing, and I ran across. I'm like, I think Amanda brought it up. Yeah. Said, do you remember that Magic School Bus games that we had on the PC? I'm like, oh my god, I do. They were. You've watched Magic School Bus. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great show. But you're you're in the class, mm-hmm. you're on the bus, and the teacher, I forget what the teacher's name was. Mrs. Frizzle? Mrs. Frizzle. That yeah, was it, yeah. I think. And she was like, oh, where are we going today? And you could either pick um, to the human body, the rainforest, oh. um, I think Egypt, and there was another one. Yeah. But you would go there, you'd travel on the bus, and then you'd be in that location, and then there was different things you could click on that would be like different mini games. Okay, okay. Like help the monkeys get all the bananas or whatever, and every time you do a mini game, an educational fact would pop up. Yeah, and you could read yeah. about wherever you're at, like the human body anatomy or like gotcha. the rainforest and stuff. 
Yeah. And after you completed that area, you'd go back to the classroom, and the classroom would be whatever you were just at. Oh, that's so cool. So if you were at the rainforest, yeah. you'd have monkeys and, like, trees and stuff, <laughs> and more facts would pop up and stuff. Yeah. If you were in the human body, you would have, like, um, I remember, there. I think there was, like, skeletons and, like, mm. anatomy posters everywhere and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This game, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, because I don't think it was all just one series. I think there was, like, multiple discs, like the rainforest, the human body, and then oh, yeah, the other two. Oh, yeah, that but Amanda would also play it a lot. And I wish we still had it because I don't remember what we did with it. Mm. We might have gotten rid of it. Ah, dang. I think we did. But I looked it up online because uh, on, they weren't really selling it on Amazon, but eBay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's a dude selling it for $500. Jeez. And I'm like, no. That's crazy. I don't crazy. like this game that much. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a great educational. Um, yeah, it's a good, good like, educational kids game. For sure. It, yeah. it was like the... The um, you could go watch like um, Reading Rainbow on oh, TV, yeah, and yeah. then you can come home and then play the Magic School Bus game. Yeah, oh. so fun! Wow, man. What about your next one? Uh, my next one, my last two, not educational games, <laughs> but um, first one I have on here, or second to last, I should say, um, Mass Effect. Oh, so the first one came out two thousand seven, so it made the cutoff. Uh, Mass Effect 2 didn't make the cutoff. No, so it didn't. Couldn't put it in there. But um, yeah, the I remember the first time I saw this was when our our buddy Aaron played it. Aaron Parker. Yeah, Aaron Parker. I so I thought that he was way far into the game, and then he was kind of telling us like a little bit about it as we watched him play it. And I was like, this this seems pretty cool. What's I don't know what's going on here. And he got to like some kind of story beat in there, and I was like, oh man. Seems like there's some crazy sciencey kind of like alien things going on, <laughs> and then um, it's like like mysterious and yeah. whatnot. And then when I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna play this game. I want to know what happens. And so when I got it and started playing, it, I was like, wow, he was playing like the beginning level. I thought he was oh, far dang. into this game. <laughs> I was like, oh well, that's good to know at least. But yeah, just going through making all the different choices you have, deciding if you're gonna be a good guy or bad guy, mm-hmm. like like Paragon or Renegade kind of thing. Yep, was fun, but also just like finding out the origin story of like the the reapers and everything within the mass effect universe was just like whoa man mind-blowing kind of stuff i always wished i could have played this game you can i can now yes it's on the xbox game pass now i can't but back when we oh, yeah, played yeah. number two we would have to do that the comic yeah tie-in for the playstation honors and stuff yeah and didn't like the comic not work correctly it, not for, for some me things? no yeah. i think i had to like reinstall it or something uh, okay because i i do remember like hearing that there were bugs with the comic where you would choose one thing and then it wouldn't give you that choice that you made in the mm-hmm. comic so it's like oh what's the point of what the, is the point of <laughs> what's the point of the comic <laughs> thing then but yeah very very fun game though well, very, it took a long time to play through oh i can but, imagine yeah, what which fun. one do you like more if you had to choose uh, one or two if I had to choose between the two of them, I'd, I'd say number two. Number two? Yeah. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was like, good man. That's good the one man. I played too. <laughs> um, so my second to last one mm-hmm. is a game for the GameCube. Oh. And only my... No, there's other GameCube games there. Yeah. Um, but is Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me a yes. little bit about this. Now, you're, you're, you play as, I think he's a dingo or... Something along those lines, or he's not yeah. a t- he's so he's not a tiger. They say he's a tiger, but he, okay. he's not a tiger. He looks more like a dingo. Okay, okay. But you're in Australia, mm-hmm. and you're um, it's almost like a Spyro 
or yeah, basically Spyro type game. Yeah, yeah. And your weapon of choice is boomerangs. That's so weird. And you can have like fire boomerangs, ice boomerangs. Um, there was like a ro- remote control boomerang. There was uh, homing boomerangs. Dang. You can lock multiple boomerangs as you go along. But mm. the um, the boss, of the, the evil bad guy, was a peacock. I believe he was a peacock. <laughs> he was some kind of bird. Yeah, yeah. That I remember having the most annoying voice that oh, I ever heard in a game. And every time I would go to him, I'd be so satisfied when I would be able to throw my boomerang at him uh, and hit him. But he would always run away because that's the bad guy does. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> for some reason, this the game, looking back on the game, I'm sure if I played it now, it wouldn't be as Quite. fun because there were things about it that weren't like, oh, this is, this is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for what it was and me not hearing what it was or hearing about it, open world, you're in Australia, you can lock things, you get... Per, uh, customization hmm. the characters were cool and i think the setting in australia um helped because we were i was super into um steve Irwin, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the only celebrity death i've ever cried over oh man um yeah. we were super into that and i think that just clicked for me because like this i'm like oh this is australia yeah steve Irwin will love this game too <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. that's exactly the thought process <laughs> exactly the thought process but yeah super fun game they made a tie the tasmanian tiger 2 Oh, more open world, more customization. Yeah, not as fun. Uh, they did okay. things that they did like robots and stuff. And uh, it just weird. didn't really work yeah. very well. But the first one was very good hmm. in my mind. Very interesting. What's your last one? The last one um, came out in 2006, and it's the Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. There we go. That's oh man, the I so I I really enjoyed the third Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Mm. Um, that one my parents got for me as like a um, Christmas gift at some point uh, when we lived in Hawaii. Um, and I think at the time, I don't even think they, I'd have, I'd probably have to ask them sometime, but see if they, if they knew like exactly what they were getting me or if it was just kind of like, oh, we saw this game and it looks interesting. So we'll get it, we'll for, get you. it for you. But, um, cause it was, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't even know what it was when I started it. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> Look at these graphics. Yeah. I was like, oh, this world's <laughs> so huge. Um, but. But but Morrowind was hard, oh, like yeah. way hard. Um, I think when I was when I was at that age and I was playing it, I ended up finding out that there were um, like how like some games had like specific button cheat codes kind of things. So if you pressed like the black and white buttons in a certain order on the Xbox, you could cause it so that you're. It's like you'd, you'd press them in a certain order, like five inputs, and then um, press. I think you have to do this while you're on the uh, like health. Or like stamina or like magic bar basically mm-hmm. in the the menu and then you'd hold the i think a button and press um b to get out of the menu oh. and if you did that whatever stat you were on and the, did the button press for it would continually refill so if you got hit by something which happens in the game <laughs> um your health would continue to like refresh itself oh. and only if you were fighting crazy strong things would they be able to like damage your health and like possibly like knock you out or i mean not knock you out but game over like you're you're dead kind of thing right um but so i remember i would do that because otherwise i was like this game is real hard (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing wrong um and then when i eventually found out they were making number four um oblivion i was like oh i'm so excited for this i remember getting the the game when we weren't at home i think it was when i was in merced visiting Mm. like grandparents and stuff and got the got the game probably at like a Walmart or Target or, or Toys R Us or something. Right. And then um, 
just like waiting to get back to to the the house and everything to play it over in California, I was what's it called? Um, looking through. Actually, let's see. No, that was two thousand. No, yeah. So that's that's when we already lived in Hawaii. So I, was, I probably had to wait till we got back to Hawaii. Yeah. But I was I was just reading through the manual <laughs> as many times as I could because I was just like, oh my gosh, because they they added in things <laughs> like um like uh when you got to your skills to a certain point like tw- like level twenty five or level fifty kind of thing you would unlock these special abilities. Mm. So like, I think some of the cooler ones that I remember is like um, hand to hand was now, I mean, it was a combat thing. It was a skill in the previous game, but now when you used hand to hand, if you got it all the way to like a hundred and you used a, I think it was like a backwards power attack kind of thing, your character would use, I guess it's like a palm strike oh. and it would paralyze your, your target oh, that you cool. hit. I and I was just like, whoa, I'm going to train myself and be a hand-to-hand master. <laughs> Game changer. <laughs> yeah, so there's so many like cool, interesting little things that they added in. And I was like, oh, man. I was sad that they took out spears and, yeah, and crossbows. But I'm like, ah, well, maybe we'll get them back eventually. Didn't get the spears back. No. Got the crossbows eventually in, in Skyrim, but took a while. I'm just like, oh, man. So many cool things, though, in that game. I remember the one thing I remember the most about that game is you were doing some kind of like a, a warrior championship or champion oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you'd get that really obnoxious number one fan. Oh, that, my gosh, Do you remember yeah. that? You'd I pop remember. up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was in one of those gates of oblivion or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was in there. I was going around, and he popped up from behind me. I'm like, how the freak did you get me here? <laughs> and he followed me. I think he got killed by one of the demons or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he appeared again later because he's weird. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, this game is weird. I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so much fun, though. Mm-hmm. But what's your last one? Here? My last game is a game I've talked about before. And what do you know? It's another multiplayer game. Oh, man. <laughs> Good old Kirby Air Ride. Oh, okay. I was wondering if that was going to pop and up. And this game I have on the list was one, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And two, because it's one of my good memories of Channing. Oh, yeah, Channing yeah. Guyer. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah, yeah. 10 years plus probably. But I remember always going to his house and playing Kirby Air Ride. And I'm probably, I probably have said this story already. Yeah. Going to his house, playing Kirby Air Ride. And we would make a game where there'd be, we would set a time limit in the open world. And then we would play like tag. Uh, and whoever was it at the end would lose. Uh, okay. And we would have the soup. We could we would, uh, spawn all the ships, whatever, however you did that, because I don't remember. But you get all of you. You get the Hydra and the, the super beast one that goes super fast. Yeah. And there's another one. But we would play, and there's this one time he was winning, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna win!" Ha ha ha. And he's like, five seconds left." Yeah. He didn't know where I was. I had the uh, the super fast one, legendary one. I forget. Mm. It's not the Hydra. It's something else. <laughs> but you can you hold the A button and you just zoom across. I remember I was on the opposite end of the stage. Like five seconds left, I just. Oh my god, I'm gonna just power it. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna win, and went down to like three, two, and I just rammed into him and he exploded. Jeez. And the time when I'm like, yeah, I beat you. And he's like, what? That's not fair. You cheated. I'm like, no, I won. <laughs> Such good times. Oh man. I wish, I wish they did like a Kirby Air Ride 2 for like the Switch uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. Not even a remaster, maybe like a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Would be really cool. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. 
I'm. When's the last time a, a Kirby game came out? It's been a while, right? Because I, I think like the Epic Yarn was like the last Kirby game, they, wasn't they, it? I think they just came out with one recently after Epic Yarn. I oh, did think, they? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's been a while since I've heard of Kirby games. And I think stuff, it was like Friends All Star or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when the last year, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like Kirby's just kind of silently like disappeared to the background. Because like, Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause <laughs> Smash. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in Smash and. Otherwise, nobody else is worried about it. No, but. not at all. Oh, man. Well, didn't realize how, how long of a <laughs> ride we were going to take you guys on there. So we're going to actually have to skip that second list because it's going to take a while if that's the case. We'll bring that in maybe like next week or yeah. some, of the t- some of the week where there's slow news. Yes. So I look forward to that that top 10 games of the last decade eventually. But you, you do you want to – I want to know another list. I want you to talk about another list though mm-hmm. because this episode is all about lists. Yeah. Not the one where we were going to do, but one that's exclusively Sony and exclusively just upcoming games. Oh, man. Well, I'd be? probably have to show you the entire list of upcoming <laughs> games on the PlayStation Network as listed by Justin Massenkill, brought to you by the Bros and Consoles co-hosts each and every weekend. Michael. Ooh, flawless. <laughs> I'm getting back into the swing of things. <laughs> All right, so we have a 23-game list cool. that we're going to power through. So no stopping for, for side chat here. <laughs> We got Ancestors, The Humankind Odyssey. I'm actually surprised this is already coming out. Um, oh, wow. On the 6th. Um, I don't even know what day that is. I don't, even, I don't have time to figure it out. Um, but coming to PS4 on the 6th, explore Africa 10 million years ago as you expand your clan and evolve to the next generation in Ancestors, The Humankind Odyssey. A new third-person open-world survival game from the creator of Assassin's Creed. Man, you run on <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually surprising. I, I know I said we weren't going to do any sides, but I didn't know it was from the people who made Assassin's Creed. I didn't either. I totally forgot about this game too. Crazy, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but we'll find out. Then we have Arise, a simple story, coming to PS4 on Tuesday. Set out on an emotional journey through the bittersweet lives of two people, where memories come alive and time bends to your will. Lose yourself in moments of happiness and overcome every hardship as you relive your life story. A story of joy and sorrow. A simple story. All right. This game looks real fun. Or it looks touching. I think it's going to be interesting at least. I didn't know it was coming out this year. I thought it was coming out sometime early next year. I've never even heard of it. They talked about it on um, one of the most recent um, State of Plays. Oh. It was kind of mentioned in there. Uh, okay but it it was it looks interesting it's like you're you're playing as a character who it seems like just recently passed away like they were burning his body and stuff right so it seems like you're going and reuniting with i would assume your your departed wife wife, i think so it looks it looks good though then we have big pharma coming out on the 5th of december to ps4 Big Pharma is part business sim, part logistics puzzle. It's one thing to work in the lab perfecting new formulas, but converting the sciencey stuff into cold hard cash means bringing an engineering and business mind to the problem. Yuck. Factory space is expensive, and those fancy new agglomators and centrifuges don't always slot together nicely. Or slot nicely together. Why? Yeah, strange, strange choice of the games there, but you know, it'll do something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then, we have, then we have Blair Witch <laughs> coming on Tuesday to PS4. Inspired by the cinematic lore of Blair Witch, experience a new story-driven psychological horror game that studies your reactions to fear and stress. With just your loyal dog Bullet by your side, navigate your way through a cursed forest that warps and distorts both time and space. Stand against the horrors of the Blair Witch and the decaying sanity of a man burdened by his past. So all the Game Grumps play this? Yeah. What do they think? 
Okay. It, it didn't look very good from what I saw either. It looked, uh, okay. There were horror aspects, but it, not great. Yeah. I would assume this is a game that you have to, like, be invested in, like, the horror aspects of it. And yeah. Because otherwise, if, if, if it's not going to scare you, then it's like, oh, well, that's, what's the point? that's the point of the game, you know? Um, then we have Classic Snake Adventures coming on the 6th of December. Oh, a 4K reboot of the classic retro game Snake introduced in 1997. Classic? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, remade with gorgeous hand-drawn 2D art and a 3D snake, which can bend and change size and speed during gameplay. A state-of-the-art game with the retro beloved gameplay of Snake 97. I didn't know what it meant by classic, but snake. Yeah, it's like the actual yeah, game okay. snake. Yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how this one looks when it comes out, so <laughs> I'll maybe look at it. <laughs> um, then we have Cuisine Royale. What? Now, this was a weird one where it appeared on the store like a week or two ago. I think you could pre... I think you could you could play it like it was like it's an alpha stage or something at that point. Okay. Um, like early buy. Um, Cuisine Royale is a brutal multiplayer last man standing shooter with realistic weaponry, mystic traps, and demonic rituals. Draw bloody mystic seals or conduct ancient rituals to heal allies, slow down enemies, set numerous traps, summon zombies, and more. I, why is there they, these games don't need to be made? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it looks basically from the trailer, it looks like a battle Royale game, mm. but with some more like mystic elements added to it. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't did this need to be created? No, Who knows? probably not. I'm just hoping it's not going to be another like, like blip in the wind. Like how, um, what was that game called? Um, I don't the calling Two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, that game was another like battle Royale that came and went in or like berserkers. Oh, I haven't even heard of that one. Remember we played the pre alpha. I think it was called Bur- or wait breakers or like dauntless lawbreakers oh Law yeah lawbreakers Law yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha yeah wait is that one still around i have no idea i don't think so mm, man but um but like the culling two was around for i think like two or three weeks and oh. then it got taken off the store Dang. yeah like the the company i think had to like refund everyone's money because there was just basically like no one playing the game that's sad yeah i was just like oh it's so sad but yeah hopefully they'll do something then we have earth knight coming on tuesday to ps4 earth knight is an illustrated procedurally generated platformer that takes place in a dystopian future just after the dragon apocalypse (laughs) sydney and stanley have had enough they've decided to skydive back down to the planet taking out as many dragons as they can jump and dash your way across the backs of dragons on your way down to earth in classic 2d side scrolling action this looks so trippy yeah it looks very strange i'm not sure what's going on in that game um, then we have Fight and Rage, which is one that came out on the Switch yep. um, several weeks Literally ago, I think. Familiar. Um, coming on Tuesday. Set in a far future where humans are enslaved by mutants, Fight and Rage is a side-scroller beat-em-up inspired by the classics from the 90s arcade gems. In a world where the law of the jungle prevails, two humans and a mutant rebel are willing to fight in order to stop this madness. Oh. Then we have Hatsune Miku VR coming on the 6th to PSVR. World-famous virtual singer Hatsune Miku invites you to her most... No, sorry, to her VR music game. Aim for the perfect score as she sings and dances to some of her most iconic songs. Choose a song and catch the melody symbols as they fly from the speakers. You can also turn the symbols off and just enjoy watching Miku sing and dance. (laughs) That's my jam. Miku's my girl. One Japanese thing I've never gotten into. Oh, man. It's such a weird thing. So Hatsune Miku, for people who don't know, is a um, what they call a vocaloid in Japan. It's um, basically like uh, a singer in quotation marks because the 
um, the person is not like a real person. It's all just synthesized and created like into like one singular voice kind of thing. So people put together these like music tracks basically using these digital like singers in a sense. And there's like a whole bunch of like Vocaloids, not just her, but she, there's a whole bunch of them. And they actually sound pretty good. Yeah. yeah. If you like kind of like more like electro-y synthesized kind of stuff, then it's, it's pretty like poppy and fun. Then we have Hero Land coming to PS4 on Tuesday. You're invited to a magical theme park where anyone can be a hero, except for you. You just work there. <laughs> That's awful. That's um, awful. Conjured from your 16-bit dreams by the legends of Japanese RPGs, this whimsical tale of princes and part-timers guarantees excitement that cannot be forgotten. That sounds actually interesting. It man. does sound interesting. Um, then we have Immortal Planet coming out on the 6th, the PS4. Immortal Planet is an action planet is an action RPG with challenging combat that rewards patience and punishes recklessness. Explore the crumbling remains of a society of immortals trapped in endless cycles of rebirth. Fight your way th- to discover yep to discover the planet's mystery and escape its curse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said something wrong then. I was like, nope, I said it right. <laughs> then we have Jigsaw Solace coming on Tuesday. Oh, Jigsaw God. puzzle game for the whole family. Welcome to Jigsaw Solace, a calming and relaxing puzzle experience with six different themes to choose from, four different difficulty size to manage. Uh, that's a, that's a real that's that's the Wait, real sentence. Size to adjust. Four different difficulty size to adjust any time while playing, and thirty high quality puzzle images. Man, the game of the oh, year. Boy. Then we have Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions coming on Tuesday. With the fate of the world uncertain, follow the journey of Urpina, Taria, Balmont, and Leonard as they call on their might and set out to carve a new future. Take charge and shape your own adventure with ultimate freedom of choice. All right. Yeah. And next is Simulacra coming on Tuesday. Simulacra is an interactive FMV horror game about exploring a missing missing woman's phone from the creators of Sarah is Missing. Recover lost files, piece back corrupted data, and retrace her final steps. Find her before it's too late. That's too creepy for me. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, then we have Ski Jumping Pro VR on the 6th. things. Oh, boy, to <laughs> PSVR. Ski Jumping Pro VR delivers the sheer thrills of hurtling down a snow-packed ski ramp like no other game. Yeah, because there's no other game like it. Um, enjoy the sensation of incomparable height and speed. The ultra-realistic VR experience and a full single-player career mode make Ski Jumping Pro the ultimate winter sports simulation. I'm sure. Oh, boy. Then we have Space Blaze coming out on the 5th. Space Blaze taps into that old-school sideways scrolling shoot 'em up by leading you through seven challenging levels filled with action. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> what a way to sell it. There are three different weapon systems with a single mega weapon for each. And don't forget that classic 80s game feature, a giant boss to shoot it out with at the end of each level. What a... S- oh, boy. Wow. All right. Next is Stardust Odyssey coming on Tuesday to PSVR. The evil of the abyss is back, and it's up to you to stop the threat. Steer alone or with a friend through 14 colorful levels filled with treasures and secrets. Explore the forgotten lands of Stardust Odyssey and thwart the traps set by the guardians using powerful spells. Combine their effects to overcome gigantic bosses with fearsome capabilities. All right. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of, um, did you ever hear of Wonderbook back in the PS3 days? Not it was the top of my head. it was like a um, similar ish to like Harry Potter in a way where oh, it's like okay. you you combine spells in interesting ways like you could 
put up like a firewall, a wall of fire, and then throw like a tornado through it. So then you have like a fire tornado and stuff. <laughs> it kind of sounds like what this is trying to do in VR because that was that was like a PS Move game. Oh, really? Yeah, like no VR, but at least this sounds like it'd be cooler maybe. Uh, then we have Star Ocean First Departure R coming on the 5th. Space date 346. Our tale begins on the primitive planet of Roak, where Roddick lives in the peaceful and uneventful town of Kratos. Oh, geez, there's so many names here. Uh, a member of the village's local defense force learns of a mysterious disease in the neighboring town. Those infected turn to stone, but continue to live on in a, in a petrified state. Thus, the story of Star Ocean begins. This one actually, looking at the trailer, looks pretty cool. It's got it? kind of like pixel arty, oh, kind of like style and whatnot. Okay. And I think it's, I was expecting it to just be like these three characters. It looks like there's a lot more characters that you find throughout. So I'm like, okay, this might be worth it. Maybe and this will be the game that will redeem itself for Star oh, yeah. Ocean for me. Possibly. <laughs> we got to go back and play that no, Star Ocean no, game. No, we don't. Man. No, we don't. I got far <laughs> enough. That's no oh, more. Man. <laughs> uh, then we have Tools Up on Tuesday. Tools Up is an exciting party co-op letting you test your renovation and teamwork skills. Paint walls. Tear off wallpaper and move couches against the clock. <laughs> Home renovation has never been so much fun. It's like it's a statement you'll never hear anywhere else. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Tracks is coming to PS4 on the second, so tomorrow. Build fast, fun, and challenging tracks. Wow. Sorry, tracks is actually spelled T R A X, just so you're aware. Oh, but um, build fast, fun, and challenging tracks with the track builder and mix it up with your own track designs. Man, so many, too many tracks. Too many uses of the word track in there. Choose pieces of track and assemble <laughs> new and exciting circuits or pick one from the 12 included pre-built world race tracks. Oh my God. Play against your friends or play against the computer. Choose from four classic cars, then customize your ride. I feel like their slogan should be tracks. Yeah. Tracks, Just tracks. Tracks, tracks, tracks. tracks. <laughs> um, then we have Where the Water Tastes Like Wine coming out on Monday the 2nd. This looks good. Oh, yeah, this one seems interesting. I'm just like, ah. After kind of seeing a little bit of, like, the pictures on the Switch, I'm, mm -hmm. like, hesitant on, like, whether or not this might be a game that I would be interested in. But um, it says, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine is a narrative adventure game about traveling, sharing stories, and surviving manifest destiny. Featuring gorgeous, tan gorgeous hand-drawn illustrations, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine combines 2D visuals and a 3D overworld U.S. map. It's got history and slice-of-life yeah. Right up my alley. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that sounds like it's right up for you. Mm -hmm. um, then we have Winter Sports Games. That's the name of the game itself. <laughs> um, coming out on the 5th. Win tournaments and master challenges in six tense disciples. What? No, disciplines. There you go. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird <laughs> sentence. Intense disciples. Okay, play by yourself or with up to four players at, at your home. No runny nose after every competition. Whether you're enjoying, whether you enjoy skiing, barreling down an icy track in a bobsleigh or sled, or calmly sliding and wait, calmly sliding the stones across the ice in curling. You can have it all here. There oh, we go. Wow. Okay. That was that was more of a mouthful than I was expecting. <laughs> um, and the last one this week, Wizards of Brandel, coming to PS4 and PS Vita on Tuesday. Cross by. You wake up and notice that your house is gone. <laughs> Retrieve your life back through a new adventure in a fantasy RPG. The young wizard Darius loses his house after he fails to make a loan repayment and ends up living for free in the house of a wanted sorcerer. <laughs> that's it? That's it? Oh, all right. That's it. This is another Kemco game. Oh, uh, okay. They have a 
so many RPGs. Yeah, way too many. It's RPGs. crazy. Like, if you're a Chemco game fan, like, I don't know how you play through all these things. I don't either. Unless you play, like, nothing else. Maybe, yeah. That's entirely possible. <laughs> That's your life. But there was one that came out a few weeks back that took place in, like, the Edo period. Ooh. That was, like, one that I was, like, I'm kind of interested in this. I could see that. But I got to wait because no money. <laughs> But yeah, if I was if I was looking at all these games and I'm like, oh, I do have some money, mm. but I already put it into Nintendo Switch cards. Uh-huh. Where would I go to find what games I could be using those cards for? Nintendo <laughs> Switch cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would come to the weekly Nintendo Switch picks, and this week would be very barren because there's only one I have for you. Oh man! And this was already mentioned, so I'm just going to mention the date and the price point. Okay. Available on the sixth. Of December, Immortal Planet. Yeah. Original price point fourteen ninety nine, but now on sale for thirteen forty nine. That's pretty good. Oh, I saw. I saw two. Apparently, if you own um, four of these very specific games, you might even say it in in the description kind of thing. Um, there's like four games that if you own them, apparently they drop the price even further to fifteen percent off. Oh, really? Which is which is pretty cool. I'll try and find it. You yeah. Can keep going. Oh, that. But that was it. I only had one game. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, we we already talked about immortal. What's mm-hmm. it called? Immortal. Immortal planet. Planet. That's. I'll, I'll read a little description of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Let me find that list for on you. On the icy surface of the forgotten. Wait, you read that already? Uh, Souls-like progression. Oh, Recover yeah, yeah. experiences lost upon death, and use them to upgrade your character. Customize your playstyle with dozens of items and spells. Tight level design. Levels are designed around single checkpoints from which you explore the area around it. Levels feature many unlockable shortcuts, so you are always progressing no matter what. And intense boss fights. Every level features a powerful boss enemy. Fights with these enemies are multi-stage struggles that are a real test of skill and determination. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Yeah. And my internet crapped out on my Switch, so I oh. can't even pull it up. <laughs> Let me see here. What is... Um, can you pull up for me? Yes. I'm going to have you pull it up then. I got the store for you. Yeah, because that one's going to take a bit. It's it's freaking out. Um, there's a game called yeah our studio is falling apart <laughs> uh, there's a game called Space Pioneer Space Pioneer um, I believe it's coming out later in the week Space Pioneer there's, there's Alien where is it Isolation at? oh wait I see it right there there you go Space oh, okay Pioneer. Space Pioneer so um, Space Pioneer is coming out on the 6th of December um, for the Switch I think in the store yeah it's 50% off pre-purchase so it would only be four ninety nine. mm-hmm but um, it gives me vibes of, like, some of the comedy of Borderlands in a way. Oh, really? Because there's a robot that's kind of following you around, which sounds a little like Claptrap and oh. says ridiculous things. Um, but then it's also a kind of, like, um, top-down, like, third-person. Uh, you can play it multiplayer or single-player, but it's kind of like, you know, like finding off, fighting off, like, hordes of creatures and things like that while you complete objectives. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so almost like a little like like Hell Divers or something like that. It kind of looks like uh, Risk of Rain a little bit too. Yeah, a little bit. It's got a nice kind of like cartoony art style to it. But yeah, the the humor sounds pretty nice in there, and then the idea that you can play with up to four people at the same time. Always a bonus. Oh yeah, yeah. So that one that one looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I was I was pleasantly surprised by it. It's only four ninety nine. I know. Okay. That's why I'm just like, oh, might as well just try it out. Yeah. Because why not? I agree. But you know, if I wanted to try out a game that could be free, could be ten bucks, oh, could be twenty, maybe could be thirty. But the important thing is it's an indie game. Where would I go <laughs> to find this out? Well, you would come over to segment four, the NIC. 
<laughs> where this game is not going to be free for sure. <laughs> but um, I have a game for you this week called Necrobarista. Ooh, I like that. Now, obviously, we're going to piece apart the, the words, the word there. Necro dead. sounding like barista. dead and barista, a coffee shop kind of thing. So um, if you enjoy those two things, which is a very strange combination, but <laughs> this, this sounds like an interesting game just kind of from the looks alone. Um, the premise is that um, you are, well, here, I'll just kind of, I'll read some to you. Um, this story, this is a story about death and coffee. Inspired equally by a film and anime, Necro Barista is a unique take on the visual novel medium. Follow a dynamic and diverse cast of characters as they navigate Melbourne's hipstery coffee culture, the questionable ethics of necromancy, and the process of letting go. Um, so in a sense, you are working in this kind of like cafe, which sounds like it is the kind of meeting point. So like when, when people die, they have this one area that they can go to before they go to the afterlife. Mm. And it's the last place that they can mingle with the living. Oh, okay. So it's basically the the dead are granted. It says, yeah, the dead are granted one last night to mingle with the living, basically. And your job, I think, is to kind of like talk with them and help them through things. Oh. Um, but it's got a really cool. It's like it's not just a normal looking um, visual novel because it looks like it has a lot of like cutscene kind of things and dialogue choices as and well. Can, it looks like you can like really interact, like you can move around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the game looks pretty mysterious. Um, just kind of like the the world itself looks interesting. Um, they talk about they have uh, stylized, fully 3D cinematic presentations um, drawn from like anime aesthetics. Um, the person that did the soundtrack is Kevin Penkin, who is apparently a BAFTA winning composer who oh. made who did a soundtrack for Florence, oh. uh, Made in the Abyss, and Norn Nine, which is another visual novel series. Nice. Um, but yeah. Got a, the the game itself um, is coming to PC as well as uh, Switch and Ooh. PS4. Ooh, um, it's coming to PC first. Of course. It was, I think, originally planned to come out in Q3 of this year, which means it would have been out already. Right. So there has been a delay. Okay. They talked about that they're pushing to get it before Christmas, basically. Okay. So I don't know when exactly. They haven't said um, but the reason that they extended it was because they were, um, what's it called? I think they were expanding the amount of languages that the game's available in. So I think it's, yeah, it's going to be supporting, uh, 14 languages wow. at this point now, which is a lot. It's like, it's got some of the standard ones, obviously English, Japanese, um, Koreans. Um, I think it's like, yeah, Spanish and then like very specific, like, um, Brazilian Portuguese kind oh, of thing in there as well. That's cool. Um, but then they added in other thing, other things like, um, Arabic and Russian mm. as well as like traditional and simplified Chinese and stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So they got a lot of, a lot of, th I think they even have like Dutch, which is so random. I'm Dang. just like, oh, wow, man. They, they went for it. Uh, I wanted to read a few of these like quotes that some sites had kind of talked about because some of them are pretty funny. Um, Kotaku's is this is the most Melbourne game imaginable. Which <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Um, GameSpot says it's full of dramatic pauses, sassy dialogue, and a lot of mystery. That's what I like. Um, Paste Magazine says stellar art design and a compelling cast of characters round out the title, and a dark synthy soundtrack ties it all together. Nice. Uh, another one from Kotaku. It looks like what would happen if Persona took over a coffee shop, which is to say stylish as heck. Ooh. Yeah, which I, I was like, like oh, quote. Michael will like this. That's a nice quote. Um, and then the, the last one, which I thought was the best, uh, Rock Paper Shotgun 
says, you know how sometimes games look so good you just want to eat them? You want to print out all the screenshots in glorious glossy photo paper and just put them in your mouth? You know that feeling? Yeah. That's how I feel about upcoming visual novel game Necrobarista. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so pretty excited for this one. Um, obviously, PC one's coming out first, mm-hmm. and then um, PS4 and Switch are planned for afterwards. Right. So hopefully they'll be able to get it out, um, the PC one out before the year ends, and then the PS4 and Switch versions will stay on track for next year. Right. Cool. But yeah. Now, if I was looking at all these things and I'm like, man, next year can't come soon enough. Oh, I got to go grab someone who can run fast enough to travel through time or something. Oh, man. I don't know about time, but oh, he could in Sonic CD. But this is Sonic Super Fast Minute. <laughs> um, going with the trend of uh, games that were really good. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that trend? And how did I miss it? <laughs> we're going to talk about Sonic and the Secret Rings. That's, that's the game title? Yes. Okay, okay. Just the first sure. of the, um, basically, uh, storybook games. Now, I'll read the development, and this is, uh, I don't agree with any of this, but hear me out. Sonic and the Secret Rings was produced over a span of approximately two years, while it was programmed over a span of approximately one year. The idea for the game centered around the potential abilities of the Wii remote. Yojori Ogawa was stated that the next-gen Sonic... Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, which originally, oh, I had a stroke there, was oh, originally planned to be ported to the Wii. He later elaborated that the port, uh, that to port this game would mean that it would not launch until a significantly later date than Sonic and the Secret Rings, and Sega wanted to release a Sonic game much closer to the Wii's launch. With less uh, time to develop the game than normal, the two different play modes, the development team for the Sonic game was much larger than the nor- that of a normal Sonic game. The game was, has gone through several name changes. It was first announced as Sonic Wildfire ooh, by Sega at E3 2006, then as Hypersonic ooh, at the Nintendo press event, and again as Sonic Wildfire and all the following trailers. Those are terrible names. After E3, <laughs> it was then changed to Sonic and the Secret Rings, which is even the worst name, before being slightly modified into Sonic and the Secret Rings in August 2006. Jeez. <laughs> Sega preferred the original name, Wildfire, over Secret Rings, that is, Wildfire was to be the was was ha, was to have been the final name, but changed it so that it was more relevant to the story and the Arabian Nights stories, oh, which this game is based on. Okay, okay. The game's art and setting were heavily influenced by Shadow of the Colossus, Prince of Persia, and God of War. Oh, None right. of those games are anything like this. Yeah, game. I was gonna say like which, that's that's that sounds a bit ridiculous there. <laughs> The reception, now this is where it baffles me. Mm. Sonic and the Secret Rings has received positive scores from critics who praise oh. the game for its graphics, varied challenges, and well as uh, as well as its many resolved issues that were present in preceding 3D Sonic games, making it the most well-received installment of the series since Sonic Heroes, which was a fantastic game. Wow. Generally being as seen as an overall improvement, particularly after the overwhelming negative reviews of the 2006 Sonic title. <laughs> It was also a commercial success, which blows my mind. The current game rankings average is 72%, which Metacritic ranks it out of 69 out of 100 score. Um, And it goes into um, Nintendo Power supported the game's highest rating being an 8.5 out of 10. However, the game was criticized for tough controls and an unappealing story, and that the player is now forced to do missions that are both tedious and repetitive to complete just for the sake of advancing the storyline. 
Dang. The game's multiplayer mode was also criticized for being too similar to Mario Party series, and mm. mode as a whole has been dubbed as unoriginal. That's these... like the story of all Sonic games. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in the sense of like they're always like looking to Mario for inspiration. Kind yes. Of thing. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. I've played this game, and it was garbage. Oh wow. Reviews. Game Brink gave it an 81 out of 100. GameSpot gave it a 7.6 out of 10. IGN, 6.9 out of 10. Yeah. Nintendo Power, 8.5 out of 10. The most accurate one, Game Informer, 5.5 out of 10. Oh, okay, okay. This game wow. shouldn't... I don't see anything appealing about this game, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, me. that's Sonic's number one <laughs> fan bringing the hammer down. It is garbage. Oh, man. But yeah, that's Sonic and the Secret Rings. Yeah, okay. Uh, real quick, so we don't have to throw in a correction next week, I found, the, so my thing actually loaded up the internet and stuff finally. Um, so for Immortal Planet, the games that if you own, you get an additional 5% off the game are Die for Valhalla, Steamberg, Thea the Awakening, or Tetsumo Party. I have none of those games. Yeah. <laughs> so if you did own, if you do own any, any of those games, Apparently, the system will recognize it, and you'll get 15% instead of 10% off. Nice. So, yeah, a little extra bonus there. there I go. assume they must be either same publisher or have some relation in terms of, like, the dev teams and stuff. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, that's a, that's a cool little thing. I've never seen that done before I haven't on, either. like, a, a store of any kind. It's a new thing of. to me. You should yeah. do that more often. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I like that kind of, you know, the customers are playing a lot of your games, then give them bonuses for it, you know? True. Well... That has been a long journey through <laughs> episode 52. What day is it? We had to do something crazy for, for 52, you know? Mark's, Mark's one, one episode for every week of a year. That's if true. If we had done it continuously for a year. And now we're going to go for another three hours. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so next week most likely will not be nearly as long. Um, but we look forward to seeing you guys all then. Until then, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to write in brosandconsoles at gmail.com or on Twitter I'm at Indy Ronan Michael is the world of Mike with periods in between each word on Instagram and we will see you guys next week peace peace out peace out